Huddle up. This is Bud and Max Tuesday Aftermath Football Podcast. I thought this was just a walkthrough. Hey, Bud, how was your weekend? Great, man. It was a surprisingly good football weekend. It's Tuesday, October 1st. And what do we do on Tuesdays? Talk about the aftermath. Let's go. All right, it's time for the All-22. First up, college football, which ironically started on Friday night. Uh, what'd you see, Max? Well, we told you what we thought was going to be the good game to watch Friday night. But honestly, what caught my attention was Duke versus Virginia Tech. It was crazy, man. Yeah, Duke. Right? I think Duke. It, Duke, right? And they beat up Virginia Tech. I'm going to say like, exactly 20 years ago, I watched Michael Vick win a national championship through – at then, it was called Va Tech. Yeah. Because it was sexy to say Va Tech. Yeah. They were good. Guess what they are now? They get beat by Duke on Friday night. Where are they now? They're just Virginia. They're just Virginia Tech. They're just Virginia Tech. The, the, craziest, the craziest thing, and you see a lot of programs do this, is that I, I'm wondering if Virginia Tech made the mistake of trying to keep things the same after Beamer retired. And a lot of, team, a lot of teams do that. And you sometimes you just can't move on. You got to totally switch it up. That's how they got Beamer in the first place. That's why they became Vautech. So uh, I'm I'm extremely worried about them with those athletes on the field. They they got their asses handed to them by Duke. Duke um, Duke ain't stupid. Duke's a real football team now. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it, it's still Duke, but they were playing serious football. Absolutely. Unlike the '80s, it was like they had no problem going one in eternity. Oh, if you were just judging off Friday night, they're the second best team in the ACC. If you just just watch them Friday night, they're the second. I mean, obviously Clemson's number one. Yeah. Talk about that later. But they look like the second best team in the ACC, and there's nothing wrong with that. Come on, like, coach, what, man. I wonder with some of these Ivy League schools, if you could just pull the student body into a brain a brain trust, <laughs> and they call every defense and every offensive play. <laughs> there's an algorithm. Yeah, like Case West would be ranked second in the nation in ten years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're just all these little geeks back yeah. here on the computer. Yeah. I, I love them. They're, they're, they're uh, curing cancer, you know. But <laughs> So in the year 2050, MIT is the new Alabama. Is that what you're telling yeah, me? MIT. Like, uh, it would be funny to watch that. All right, what else was Friday night? Oh, man, well, you didn't steer us wrong. ASU-Cal was, uh, was a good game. So I, I really enjoyed watching this game. Both teams played really well, really clean game. But they're both still average teams. Like, just because they – they played well. I'm not saying either one of them's good. I was, uh, you know, Cal's quarterback got hurt, but I I enjoyed it. It was a competitive game. You weren't wrong, but um, you know, neither one. I don't know, man. Well, I like I like clean games. I don't like a, a bunch of just basic technique m- mistakes. Agreed. I understand you you're not playing at the level of Georgia and Alabama right now, but I'll I'll take it. Oh, I absolutely. Just, I just love football. Yeah, no, I ain't good football. I love to watch that. You, you, you called it. It's thoroughly enjoyable game. Well, I didn't really call it. It's the only top twenty-five game that was on the register. For yeah, me. but you, you, you said watch it. Uh, yeah. It could have been terrible, uh, but I thought both teams played. I think you brought. Uh, you're exactly right. They technique-wise, they both played better than I expected. Like I was, I was tuning in thinking it was going to look like UNLV, San Diego State, and it was not like that at all. Like, Her, like Herman Edwards has his team playing like good solid strategic football. They're not that good. They've already beat Michigan State. I mean, they got an impressive resume. I mean, they got Cal and Michigan State. I mean, well, here, it's four games in. Here's my one takeaway. The very next morning before noon kickoffs, they had a commentator ESPN, and they said, 
I could see the committee taking a one-loss Pac-12 conference champion over a one-loss Clemson. That's the most most ridiculous thing you ever heard, right? There's been there's there's been only five. Oh my god! uh, National championships since we had the playoffs, and Clemson's been to three of them. And yeah. won the last one. No, and you're going to bump them for a Pac-12 team right now? Yeah. I, 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 want, to, I want to go down that road. Well, you know why they're doing it. A little bit. But yeah, I, I mean, why are they doing it? Because they want ratings. Like, That's exactly right. Because at this point, Cal was only ranked yeah. in the Pac-12. And what are they doing? Manufacturing Bring content. Yep, manufacturing the content. Like, nobody else thought that, and then they said it. And if they can make you know two guys at the bar argue about it, they did their job. Yeah, I which, guess, you know what I mean? Well, I mean – it's it's Friday night on a week five, and the entire conference has been eliminated. Uh, yeah, from the playoffs, essentially. So, uh, yeah, I don't have the. We got some thoughts on the Pac-12 later. I, I don't want to jump around too much. Let's just move. I on. enjoy the game. Yeah. They're average teams. Let's leave it at that. Yeah. The noon games on Saturday. Ah oh, man, we warned everybody. It was rough. We warned everybody. <laughs> so, uh, which, yeah, essentially it was a Big Ten slate. Uh, that was a tough one, man. So, uh, Wisconsin uh, played Northwestern. And the best takeaway was that was the pants. <laughs> oh, like the pants. I mean, everybody was in on the pants. They looked like Lula Rouge oh, that were yeah. skin colored. <laughs> they looked like they were. So, wait, do you think, you think they all went to like one of those? Uh, They're like, what the hell, coach? <laughs> they all went to, their, they all went to the, the coach's wife house, like maybe like Friday before, and they, all, I, they had to order them. I just took a glance. <laughs> And I thought, these guys are porky picking it. They're wearing a jersey and they have no pants on. You know what I mean? I was ready to, I was ready to see 11 peckers run down the sidelines. Oh, Do you think they were so embarrassed is why they played so bad? It's is like, it even possible? Let's trash, let's trash this game. Because you know at halftime, they're all on Twitter, and all their boys are just crushing them because they're going to beat Northwestern. It was amazing. They pick a color that screwed up. No matter what nationality you were, it's still yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah. So when I was a kid and a and a Crayola crowns were racist, they would have called that skin tone. <laughs> that was skin tone. Yeah. Now it's now it's nude. I don't that know who it was nude. nude for. I don't know what. Oh. I don't know what ethnicity. I don't know. I don't know what country that color, but it was nude. Oh, the pantyhose game. But anyway, the pantyhose game. In all seriousness, Wisconsin. We talked about Notre Dame last week. I specifically said Notre Dame needed to back up their loss. Wisconsin did not back up their win. Like they were, they were, everybody was talking about them, like how great they were for four days. You can't play like that against Northwestern and then tell me you're going to the play. Oh, you, you said Notre Dame, Wisconsin. Yeah. yeah I'm saying I, I said Notre Dame needed to back up their loss. Yeah. But Wisconsin didn't back up their win. Yeah. Um, I was, I mean, they got, they, that hurt you. I don't think it did. We, we don't know yet because no one even cares until you play. Oh yeah, have... it's all it's all yeah. You're right. It's all but, it doesn't but, matter. But next week, this this time when we do this podcast, the committee comes out. No, so yeah. we need to do a late podcast that day so we catch what the committee has to say. Yeah, it's. Um, I don't think there'd be much change. They weren't impressive. They weren't impressive. They weren't impressive. So, but we can say this uh, as far as Michigan goes. Yeah, Michigan. They did everything they could. They did everything they could do to to erase the embarrassment. And we know they played Rutgers. Rutgers fired their coach, which you know I thought Chris Ash was going to be a really good coach. Uh, he was a, but he might be a he might be an assistant coach. Like he might be the best secondary coach 
and he probably never should have been a head coach. Been a head coach. We see that a lot. We know we see it too much. Yeah. I think we might take a week sometime and talk about that because it, you see it way too much. Uh, Dick LeBeau, most famous example. Like, if I'm, we're just throwing him out there. I don't want to get in the NFL. We're doing that later. We'll do that later. But, you know, I'm the just, only thing I can say about the Michigan game is, again, before the noon kickoff, ESPN donated a 30-minute segment just to set Michigan up in case they got beat somehow by Rutgers or looked oh, bad yeah. at Rutgers. It was like Wiley Cody sitting on the cliff with his mouth drooling with the binoculars looking yeah. at the roadrunner. Yeah. Because they wanted to create that early story. So if it went wrong. Just they, in case. Yeah. Like, I told you so story. Yeah, the noon games weren't worth. No, they, they were as bad as we told you. It was but, a good, good time taking that. Yeah, but it was still fun. Do some traveling. So then after the noon games, you know, we rolled into 3.30. Had a couple. Things got busy. Things got a little interesting. Things got, Things got a little interesting. Yeah. So where do you want to go first? You want to you talk Notre Dame or you want to talk Clemson? Let's just put them together in a okay. way that. Okay. Because once you saw Alabama control the game, you turned that one off. Oh, yeah. Everyone realized that Clemson was in, a, was in trouble. So basically what you did, you put your TV on Clemson yeah. and flipped back to the Notre Dame game. Yeah. And then once you realized that Notre Dame did exactly what they should have been, did against a tough game in Virginia yeah. with Virginia, Notre Dame started pulling away. Everyone just had their TV on Clemson. Yeah. Uh, North Carolina. So I want to talk, I want to talk a little bit about Notre Dame because I, you know, I stated they needed to back yeah. up that loss last week and they needed to back up the pity party. They, they basically did. I watched the game. Um, I, I didn't, that, that was a solid win. I know it was, it was closer than you think. It wasn't flashy, but I really watched it. Like they controlled the line of scrimmage. Like they do. They, they're still struggling a little, uh, I don't know. They just maybe it's the running attack or whatever, but but their defense is is, is honestly solid. They're one of these teams. They uh, you know uh, we obviously we've watched so much you know high state and Big Ten over the years. They're one of these teams that like could can keep winning, but only win by less than twenty. So you don't realize they're dominating the game. Yeah, like uh, you know everybody around us well, calls it trestle ball. Trestle ball. Yeah, exactly. But but. Virginia never had a chance to win the game, like in the second half. That, that's what I'm getting at. So I, I gave Notre Dame a, a pass. Like they did just enough. So I'm, I, I, I was ready to pounce, but I didn't. So as far as Clemson goes, I had a couple quick questions for you because this is really. So, so first question is Clemson's schedule hurting them? And I don't mean I don't mean in the voters and I don't mean in the playoffs. I mean, is it hurting them as a football team that they don't play in a super great conference? In your opinion, does that hurt at the end of the year? They run it. Okay. As well as, I'll, I'll fast forward and get to what I mean. Oh, I know. If, if they I'm get to Alabama you. and all they've played is these teams, does oh, that hurt them? You mean actual game on the field? Yeah, I'm talking on the field. Yeah. Well, you the, know the what? teams they play hurt them. We thought that would be a problem, and the first year they lost to Alabama, they were still in the game. The second year they faced them, they beat them. And the third year they faced them, they dominated. Yeah, maybe. Do you think the ACC was as bad then? Do you think it's the same? That's why I don't know. Yeah. So would we think the ACC like? So really, you think the ACC is the same? But I mean, obviously Clemson's playing. They're not playing. So they're not on full cylinders. Well, no, he's like he's he's slowly getting ramped up, and I, this was his trap. Okay. This was their trap game. They got Mac Brown, yeah. who's still got a few. I, he's got a few. Still got a few tricks. Yeah, yeah. Your boy Mac is is doing all right. I know you like him, and he's he's doing a good job. It's like I don't really you really don't know these coaches. Then I, I pull up these coaching clinics and I read what they have to say. I'm like, 
man, this guy knows a hell of a lot more in football than what the commentators. So you got a long, they got a long term plan. But I, I watch I and I watch and like obviously. Let's just talk about that how it ended. We got to. We're, I can't. Okay. We got to. I am one hundred percent against going for two in that situation. And the play they called it. No, the play they called is worse than going for two. Than going for two. Yeah. I don't even know how to describe. There's no reason you would call that play. That quarterback. You, you okay? So what do we always talk about? You immediately, as soon as the ball snapped, eliminated half the field. You eliminated half the field. So you decided to run the option to the sideline against one of the best defenses in You're, college the football. The slowest guy in your offense has the ball in his hands, oh. running for the corner. And he just had an eight-minute drive downfield, dinking and dunking. And you need two and a half yards. So okay. I, I, still, I don't understand it. I'd still give it to the guy. I'd go in the center, hand off the running back, and just try to pound it in. It, that Anything's better than the offense. You can audible what hole you want at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. It's the, and, not, and the traditional option. Like, traditional. you got an RPO, you got three choices. You, yeah. There's so, like, in today's football, there's so many. Well, of course, you know, if I'm you're a, playing a safety in your RPO, he's already, he's already bunched up because the end zone's so close. Right. So, right. Not a traditional RPO, but yeah. But when you run the option, as soon as the quarterback takes a step right, he's downhill. He's downhill. Like they didn't link a tight end out or anything. It was bad. That was a bad. I don't know. I like I, Max Brown. Maybe he was like he's really counting on that onside kick. Okay. I don't know. So quick conspiracy theory. And I, uh, we can't. We're not those guys. There's no point talking about football. There's a conspiracy here. It just bothered me that. Well, it bothers me when you don't like. If I'm a player on that team. When there's a minute left, even going up by one, like Clemson has, Clemson's going to probably go down and get a field goal. Tie it up. Give your kids a chance. Like, give your kids a chance to get a fumble, an interception, a penalty. Like, there's so many things that, bad that can happen to the other team if you yeah. with a minute left. Well, the role, old rule is God, at man. home you play for the tie and go to overtime. Well, On the road you go. That's you go for the win. Well, he's at home. I don't care. I hate all those rules. You hate all those rules. Yeah, all I don't right. like. Though? Yeah, you're right. I'm just quoting stuff you hear after the fact. So you covered uh, about Clemson. You covered it. You think they're building to a crescendo, um, and there's no reason to argue against that. But would you admit that if you erase, so if you woke up, if you came from Mars, you know August 30th or whatever the season started, and watched this season, would you have Clemson in your top four? If you had never seen him play last year, right now, would you have Clemson one of the four best teams in the country? There's so much more than that. It's, but no, you wouldn't. No, because like the fact that I'm not saying they're not going to be there and they shouldn't be, but I'm saying just watching them on, just watching them play, they're not playing. Like I mean, there's a lot of teams out there that are. He is building to crescendo. It might oh, no, hurt him. I, yeah, he's not playing anyone. They deserve ranked. everything they've got. He's not playing anyone ranked. Yeah, but here's the thing: they're ranked one by the same writers who are complaining. Them complaining about them right now being ranked one and playing nobody. Oh, it's ridiculous. But you talk, you talk about I'll building your own content. If Alabama played North Carolina last Saturday, what happens? It, it's not even close. So Roll Clemson's tie. got a plan. Roll time. And I respect it, but we saw this backfire on the 2015 Buckeyes. And that's what I would tell Clemson is be careful because you're not leaving yourself the benefit of the doubt when you play like this. That's all I would say. And I don't want to get into the, like the voting and the playoff talk. Hey, you know what they're not leaving. It. I know. Not, it's a, let's not predict. I'm, let's not try to predict. No, I know, but I'm yeah. just saying they need to be careful of how if they how out, slowly they build this. I agree. If they went out, they're in the playoffs. Because I've seen and one, then, then we can talk. I've seen it happen. Yeah. 
So let's move on. Alabama again rolls. By the way, if Clemson's rolling, I'm not watching. If I, I have not watched a single snap of Alabama. What's the point? Yeah, it's it, not. It's going to start this week because SEC starts playing each other week six. But we'll talk about well, that as a, a little as bit. A, as a quick note, as a quick note to to kind of bundle Alabama, Oklahoma in a in a thing. When I watch them, I try to watch them and figure out why they're good. But some of it is so much talent. When you have wide receivers that take every slant pattern, 80 yards, that, that's not – that's not. I can't break that down. No. Like he's – like – and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with talent. Like – but I'm just saying, like, I try to watch these games bring down. Like, no, they're running X's and O's. And a three-yard slant becomes 60. That's not – that's – sometimes it's just talent. So right now, especially last week, like Alabama and Oklahoma – just just rolling on talent. There's there's not much there to break down. There's plenty of season left to do that. Let's go right to the eight o'clock games then. Okay, cool. I would love to. Well, did we we didn't cover USC Virginia, Washington, I mean. I don't, I don't call it that one. Yeah, I, I didn't watch it. I'm not gonna lie to you. We didn't watch it. Wonder why I didn't watch it. <laughs> Was it because the Ohio State Buckeyes High State were Buckeyes. rolling over Nebraska at that time? Yeah. Let's just get into that a little bit. All right, you go right like, ahead. You get it. Like, this is a national co- national podcast, people. But, like, I didn't make it to 730 game. I didn't make it to primetime game. I didn't put Herb Street on there. But if they're going to do it, I'm going to talk about it. The Bucks rolled, and they looked great. Uh, Nebraska, like, I tried to tell everybody last week, Nebraska had the pressure to be the trap team. And Buckeyes knew that, and Nebraska knew that, and Buckeyes ended it, like, immediately, as soon as that game started. Like, ended a, the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was driving. I had some other things to do, and it only took me 20 minutes to get to the house, and they, they put up 17 points or something like yeah. that in the time, you know, in 20 minutes. So, here, here's the observations from the game. The, o, the O-line for OSU gets an A+. plus. As a unit, they played – as, as good as we've seen them in years. Like, not, I mean, I'm talking run blocking, pass protection, everything. Like, it, it was, and, um, yeah, there's a couple of, like Jeff Akuda, like, what do you do? There's an NFL corner out there playing. Like, not every college team has it. This guy's amazing. But my favorite thing, and he's my new guy, is a man named Baron Browning. He finally replaced another guy at middle linebacker. I don't want to bash anybody. Tough Borland. Um, oh. Like, but, Baron Browning, we're going to talk about defensive line later. Baron yeah. Browning and his defensive line are they are they are working together. They're leaving the gap for him, and he is shooting it like a bullet, perfectly. Like it's 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 poetry to watch. So such a hole we had last year. They had last year. Sorry, shouldn't say we. They had last year. He it's it's amazing. Like this this kid is this kid is amazing. It was so much fun. Well, it was still Nebraska. Let's see how he does. I didn't decide that though. Like Nebraska's, they they had Nebraska pick maybe to win the West. No, I'm just saying we'll see how he performs when we start hitting more. Oh sure, that's all. But I'm just saying Nebraska, like, this was Penn their State. first test. Everybody told me last week this was their first test. I know. Uh, I think they passed it. So a couple things about Nebraska. So early in the game, they went to the I formation, and Herb Street just thought it was so cute and was just getting a kick out of it. But to me, that was them literally trying to manage blood loss. They weren't trying to win the game. They realized the writing on the wall. And I thought it was the same thing as like when a boxer starts hugging his opponent. No. Just like, at least I'm not getting hit. Yeah. It gives him a second to maybe breathe. That's all that was. Like, 
if if it's tied in the third quarter and they switch to the eye, man, maybe they're going to something. No, no. If you're getting your ass kicked and you switch to the eye, you're just trying to slow down the beat in the first quarter. Yeah. So I don't want to hear like Scott Frost ought to be farther along than this. I know he's he's young and cute and everybody loves those guys. He, well, they need to be better right now. They want them to beat in the Nebraska of the past. And it's they're not. And Bo Bishop, give him credit, he he called it as soon as they joined the Big Ten. They can't recruit like they used to anymore. Right. So they'll never be that team again. Yeah. And, and Unless it takes a coach yeah. and, and like a big uh, – some big hype around the, a, a new program. Mm-hmm. So – So any, anyway, that's – I'm just moving off. Yeah, I, I, I can go a, all night. I understand. Being a fan and it was, you know, five – OSU playing someone unranked. Yeah, it was just fun. But I'm saying I didn't make it the test. I didn't put it on prime time. They answered. They answered the question. All right. Then I said at ten o'clock, UCLA versus Arizona. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry because you <laughs> probably watched good football. You probably watched good football all all Saturday, and then they come on, and it was just it was it was terrible. Yeah. Like pursuit angles, blocking assignments, hold on to the ball, like. It yeah. was just ugly football. If it was two teams similar in talent but still playing clean, uh, technique, you know, good technique mm. games, it had been fun to watch. It was just ugly. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, folks. Uh, if I would have watched it, I wouldn't have remembered it by then. So It was bad. The way thing happened, I won't complain, we did see, because you were there, helmet-to-helmet contact to a defenseless mascot. That pissed me off. Oh, really? You don't remember that? No. There was a play on the sideline. There was a bulldog. And our friend uh, Stush, he loved it because the bulldog wouldn't pay attention to the game. He was looking at his cheerleaders. Oh, yeah. Classic. But he's also tethered to this freaking animal handler who is – Yes. Oh, yeah. And he he gets hit by a guy gets knocked out of bounds. I mean, he gets crushed. Yeah. I mean, he's the only – creature in the building who's not there by his own free will <laughs> yeah get him the fuck away from the play and he's I'm tied sorry. to somebody yeah, I know, I'm, I'm a pretty violent person i like to see that's worse happen. than having shazier on the sideline that's worse than having shazier here he gets fr- yeah shazier's on his own free will the oh. poor fucking bulldog gets crushed oh get man. him get him away there's there, you know, you're not helping the game by oh. being in front of the play <laughs> all right that's oh, I tell you what, it, it it wound up being a pretty good weekend of college football. Obviously, it was better for some than others. So uh, next up, we're going to uh, transfer over to the NFL and uh, see what we thought of that. All right, it's time for the NFL version of the All-22. Uh, all right, man, kick us off, Max. Well, we told you to watch Packers-Eagles Thursday night, and it was ended up being a great game. Absolutely. Packers lost. But we don't get any credit – for Thursday, Sunday, or Monday night. It's the only game on. Like, right. if, if you're a football fan, you're going Everybody's to Everybody's watching. Everybody's watching. So, we also don't get any blame if it's a shitty game. Like, this past Monday night, but we'll get to that. <laughs> but uh, So, what did you see Thursday? What stood out as far as football-wise? Oh. Me and you talked about it a little bit. Well, we were we were researching some defensive tackle stuff at yeah. that point. And uh, I see a lot of guys – it was just a, it was a tough game. It was a good game. You know what I really liked about that is the way the Eagles – Pull their center. Yes, I knew it. He's such a quick, like, yeah. our friend Stush loves it, but he's pulling right around the play side guard, the field uh, the field guard, and he gets right upfield, and he's getting on somebody. Yeah. And also like how the Eagles would set up a, a formation, actually pulled the mic f- further to the boundary, so it almost takes him out of the play. But if he gets to the play, you got a pulling center. Pulling centers is – 
is just amazing. It's a phenomenon. It's a phenomenon. I love it. So, and in general, if we had to generalize it, Eagles offensive line owned that game. Yeah. I thought the Packers front was way out, I don't, way out, man. I really did. We don't have a lot of faith in Martinez, their middle linebacker. Oh, I, I don't like to – yeah, I don't want this to become because like, I, no, let's that, just pick the worst guy on the field. But he has a lot of responsibility. He failed a lot. Well, this guy – He was – the defensive tackle, his name is Dean uh, Lowry, number 94, Green Bay. Like, he did a lot of technique stuff. He, he did his job. Yeah. You, you can't only ask him to do so much. He's supposed to cover up linemen. You know, he, he's not supposed to be running the guy down seven yards down. Yeah. He ain't going to do that. But uh, we talked about it in the college football segment. That's what Browning was doing. He was using what the defensive line gave him. Martinez, there's a reason There's a reason they call out the mic before a play because yeah. they target the mic, and he – it wasn't his best game. You know they say? 54 is the mic. 54 is the mic. They said uh, – he should have said, the slow one's Mike. <laughs> yeah. The slow one's yeah. Mike. <laughs> yeah. No, he ain't slow. Come he on. just takes himself out of play. Hey, let's just start quoting Billy. Come on, Billy. <laughs> Come here. Billy's the mic. Yeah, Billy's, Billy's the, the mic. mic. All right. So uh, that was a great game. I mean, if you're just a football fan, you got no – That was solid for a Thursday night game. Yeah. That was a solid game. You got no dog in a fight. You got to watch a good game. Uh, and Sunday, I'm going to say this. We, we told you what games to watch. If you're just watching football for entertainment, it had been easier to tell you what games not to watch. Because honestly, a lot of them were close. A lot of them were great games. Weird shit happened. It, yeah, it was it'd been easier to say, "Hey, don't watch Miami and don't watch Washington." <laughs> no offense, because hey, oh, I told you Washington was the worst team in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, it, I'll take my draft picks with Miami yeah. and go zero and yeah. sixteen. But see, I've been in that. I've been in that uh, slot yeah. for like twenty years, so I know what it's like. It hurts because it's true. Yeah. Uh, but it, Chiefs Lions, that was you a, called that. You called that in the victory formation last week. I, I did not have any faith in that game. Um, it was a good. That game. was a really good game. Stafford. I don't know. I don't want to get into the quarterback conversation. We talked about the Ken Dolls last week, but I've always been a little higher on Stafford than most people. I, I think he's he's been around for. He is. He was hurt. He had a back I problem know, going I, in that game. But I think he's a. I think he's a little better quarterback. You remember how many think, quarterbacks but I came can't out? Tell. How many quarterbacks came out with him in that draft? He's, oh the, only one, he's the only one left. Yeah, it was a mess. Yeah. And they all sucked. Yeah, they did. Yeah. But, but he's the only one left standing. But I was out, but once again, man, Mahomes just like yeah. he's got that, he's got that next level factor. How, like he was you. winning that game. He was going to win the game, and he did. Like that's how how pissed are you, Stafford? You've been there forever. Right. And this kid just walks on. Right. No, he's he's special. But that's kind of what I had to note. It was like everything kind of started leveling out this weekend. Like Green Bay took a loss. Um, I don't know if you want – we can talk about the Rams. Uh, but we'll get into that Rams. Okay. But, but one thing we got wrong was the Titans-Falcons. Yes, you, yeah. No I, one saw that. I didn't, I, <laughs> come on. Dude, that was bad. It was bad. Yeah. Even that was a The Titans line. looked bad in a blowout. In a blowout. <laughs> yeah. That was just – I'm getting a little loud. I, pro- I apologize. Sorry, but that's that's an NFL game for you sometimes. Um, so let's let's just let's do it. We're do building it. a crescendo. Are you ready? Go ahead. Go Are you ready? Part. Yeah. Did did you watch the uh, Browns Ravens game? <laughs> I was like a nervous <laughs> fucking wreck because I just realized something. After 20 years of being bad, and you're finally in a position where you're supposed to be good, it's fucking painful. Yeah. Because we had a chance, like Thursday, Friday, expectations. Saturday, no, no, no. I had talked myself into the point where we're going to lose this game no matter what. Oh, classic. And I, and I was waiting for it to happen. And finally, like five minutes left, I'm like, oh, we're up by 22. 
we just won this game. Like you have no, you have no chance to enjoy it. So I'll tell you, as a casual observer, it's it's fun to watch you because um, uh, somebody in my family, I won't I won't name any names, is a Ravens fan. Yeah. So I I watch her go through these games, and I've got several Browns oh, yeah. fans that are friends. Yeah. So it's fun to watch. Like as I'm watching the game, like I know right off the right off Jump Street, like on oh, the Browns are ready. Their game plan's perfect. They're taking uh, you know they're taking advantage of Landry. Like that guy owned the game. Baker played exactly – like you could tell like he played ex- exactly what the coach told him to play. He wasn't out there running around like Brett Favre. No, 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 like he did, played his game. No, we did the last few games. Oh, yeah. But here's the thing. I'm so emotionally involved. I, I get it. I don't watch it. Uh, you can't. Like, you know, like, why would you? I'm waiting for something to go wrong. We're allowed. We're allowed some emotion. W- There's a few things like that crazy freaking double option, uh, back and throws it downfield. Yeah. Should have been a pass interference call. No one even – I don't know. They very See, that's fan. That's the fan in That's me. very so Oh, he was But, ra- he was but right I will now. tell you, as I was watching the game and taking notes, they played their best game they've played in years. On every, they controlled – they their offensive line controlled the line of scrimmage. Uh, Ravens kept blitzing, blitzing. Obviously, they were going to come after May- Mayfield and try to get him out of the pocket, get him on the move, which is – I mean, that's what you do to every quarterback. It didn't work. Offensive line held up perfectly. Uh, they even run blocking. Obviously, they block perfect for Chubb. Well, let me, let me give you that run with Chubb. Chubb's mostly a downhole uh, runner. Sure, but they had Mayfield in the shotgun, and they had Chubb running east and west, and then attack line of scrimmage. What you got to to make the defense respect the exactly. run game, spread the defense out, and then open up your. We're going to talk a little bit about it later. Yeah. Baltimore came, plugged the a gaps. You know, came up the middle. You got Chubb outside tackle, and it was over. Uh, Baltimore didn't tackle well, but. Cleveland looked like the better team, played like the better team. There's I, I there's nothing I can do about it. I can't. So, I don't want to talk about it because I'm emotionally involved in that. Yeah, but I'm just I'm, – that's what I said. I'm giving you my version. I'm just letting you spout a little bit. Like, they play, played a great game. And gonna, it I'm wasn't start, a fluke. Hey, we're 2-2. Two and two. Let's not – That's the NFL. Everybody's 2-2, two two, it seems like. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, like yeah. – So – Yeah, basically, uh, Pittsburgh's one game out of first place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, well, you know. Well, whatever. Well, let's move on. So, so wait a minute. Quick oh, we note. Didn't, we didn't say nothing about Patriots and Buffalo. We were wrong about that. Oh, no, we were way wrong about that. Oh, my God. Quick note, though. Let's go back to the Browns game real quick. I get a little note here. Do you feel like you owe Freddie Kitchens an apology? Or are I'll you st- good? I'll still stay Are you right and Freddie good? What do you do? Just not screw up? Okay. I was That's just his asking, job. I was just asking if you felt any. No. No. Okay. So, no. you're good. If if <laughs> we ha- we go 7-9, I might go to prison. Well, you know, that was my next question. I was, oh I was nervous. I was nervous at how how, just how close you were to Cleveland. Well, just do your job. Like, all of a sudden, okay, we won a game. All of a sudden, you're like, you're a Super Bowl champion. Yeah, no. okay. okay. I just, we're I two just, and two. Just, just, that was just a follow-up. Just, that's just me being a reporter. I don't shit. <laughs> I love it. Hey, I'll play quarterback Alabama now, okay? So, yeah, therefore. I could do without. That fucking. Yeah. I could do without the ex-quarterback. Well, he says, okay, like yeah. the dude from South Park. Yeah. Yeah, I'm waiting for him to pull up a, a spitter okay. any day during a press conference. But, okay, so, what else, what we, so you know, New England Buffalo. We didn't, well, we we were off by that. Jeez. Yeah, God. I've got a great side note to that game. It's here. Do we, well, first of all, let's just say. Buffalo did a great job. Oh, yeah. Once again, just like Mahomes, Brady's like, sometimes you just got to get the win. Yeah. Like Kansas City and New England's like, ah, it's got to get the win. We know we know it's, they're the AFC championship teams. I was impressed with Buffalo's defense. But what I want to talk about is Matt Slater, a 12-year NFL vet, 
has caught one pass in 12 years with New England Patriots. And he's played there for 12 years since coming out of college. Got one pass the whole time. Scored his first touchdown on special teams Sunday. I thought that was awesome. Because you know that that dude is a dude. You can't accidentally play special teams for 12 years years in the NFL. I thought that was – honestly, he was my favorite player of the weekend. Oh, definitely. Like what that touchdown had to feel like. Antonio Brown's got as many touchdowns for the Patriots as Matt Slater. Like I'm just saying. Yeah, you love those guys. Oh, I, I it made me. I, I hate the Patriots. Those it still are, made me smile from ear to ear. Those are your nine to five work. You know, get dirty in the trenches, yes. guys. You know, he's showing up every day. The guys who get no credit. Yeah, yeah. you One don't catch stick around. It's not like he's even had like a game in twelve years where like, oh, we need you today. Like his, he's got he's got one catch for like forty six yards and one and, touchdown. Yeah, none of just one touchdown this weekend. Yeah. That was his first over twelve years. Over twelve years, one reception and one special. Like how many touchdown. Super Bowls has he got? Yeah, and how many tackles he made on special teams? We right. Yeah, he's yeah. got what four Super Bowls or I don't know, the math, but just anyway, I just want to I just want to recognize like that's that's our dude, hey, man. That's our dude. You know what? I think we could interview him. We'll get him I think here. we can get Matt Slater. He'll screw up and do a bad prep calls and he'll cut him after 12 years. You know he'll open his oh, mouth. Oh, man. But here's the thing. He's like, my favorite player. Is Buffalo for real? They're at least – Defenses. Yeah. When your secondary can play like that, you can play with anybody. Oh, if you I have. watch and watch and watch. Um, their quarterback uh, – their quarterback situation is not great. But if you can play secondary like that, especially – I mean, I hate it's cliche, but you play in Buffalo to where you can trick a team into coming up there, and maybe some bad weather. You need a bounce here or there. I don't know, man. You, and like, by for real, I mean they're an average team. Like I don't, I don't. There's only yeah. a few teams that are for Kansas City, New England. Like those teams are for special. real special. Yeah, they're they're for they're you know. But I'm saying, as far as like, can you make playoffs? Sure, they can. Well, I think when you you have a defense like that, you're in every game. You Absolutely, got, you got a chance. That's a legit defense. Speaking of no defense. What the hell happened with Tampa Bay and the Rams? It, okay. Come on. This team is starting to bother me. Which one? I was about to write to Tampa Bay Buccaneers Rams. Off. Yeah. So uh, we leaned a little bit last week when we talked about the Kendalls. Did I lean a little towards like, I don't know if golf We said as, that. as I thought he was? Yeah. The, I'm, I've heard for two days people bragging about the 1-1, one, one, the 11 formation, the 1-1. One, one. That literally just means a running back and a tight end. And they're acting like it's new wave NFL. Yeah. I'm like, that's the – like, it's driving me nuts. Like, they were great, but they they play bad. Their defense – No shit, 55 is, points? Yeah, no. Winston, and Winston, like, I wrote a note about Winston. This part. Let's get you know, Tampa Bay side. I should give them the credit because yeah. they came – uh, Tampa Bay's defensive line is really good. Really, like, they're, right. they're legitimately good. Dominican. Oh, yeah. Got yeah. in there. Had a nice <laughs> little dance. You liked that dance, didn't you? I just didn't expect it. It's a big man. Yeah. He had a dance loaded. Oh, yeah. For a guy who's never seen yeah. the end zone. Yeah. So he's like, I'm going to score once this year. And he ran before he did it, which yeah. means you had, like, dude, I'd be at a wedding, like, after, like, ready. the one dance. Like, I need a break. You find, usually, I need a timeout. When a defensive lineman usually finds the end zone, he don't know, dude, the ball. Yeah. He don't know how to spike yeah. it. Yeah, this no, guy, Sue was totally ready. Good point. Preparation. Yeah. That's Pre- just preparation. Got to be prepared. Anyway, Tampa Bay's defensive line looked great. Winston is still how great the are most, they? Give up, they still gave forty points. How great are they? Winston Winston is still the most schizophrenic quarterback in the league. He's going to keep doing. He still throws. He's st- the only way he could lose that game is throw interceptions, and he threw a pick six. Like you're you're not winning the Super Bowl with the guy. I'm not saying get rid of him. I'm just saying 
you're not winning the Super Bowl with him, but I don't know if you are golf either. Like, I, there's some – I'm Fine starting now. to get concerned. Yeah, he's already banged up. He's going to have a hard time. But when that, but he, he, he relies so much on some simple pass plays that once you watch some film, guys are taken away fairly easy. I, they, they're not coming back. Like, yeah. they, they use a six-man front now because that's what New England did to shut them down, you know. And essentially, a six-man front is just like you're just bringing a linebacker up, a couple of linebackers up, and, you're, you know, you're going – you're going uh, nickel defense, then you just have a guy kind of roaming in the middle like a rover. And uh, he's struggling with it, which that means the offensive line's struggling with it. But – and that's all they're doing. It's not they, – they make it sound better than this because they're doing it against the Rams. Every, a lot of teams go six-man front. Like, it's yeah. it's very common. Oh, my, oh, my goodness. Yeah. We're yeah. starting to see it more and more. Right. It's it's not that big a deal. But he he's – I don't know, man. And I want to get – we're not going down the Kendall road. It was just one loss. Let's let's leave it at that. Well, I'm. We talked up quarterbacks last week, oh. and I feel like they're a diamond dozen. I don't care anymore. Because look at Chicago. Yeah, oh my, you nailed that, didn't you? I'm not. They could. I put, think you could. They should have put the punters in to play quarterback. That you game. could in that team. Yeah. All you do is manage the game. Matter. Look how Pittsburgh managed their guy. Yeah, they ran a shell the ball. Yeah. And Cincinnati couldn't. Start. They had 27 play drive. Now it wasn't that long, but yeah. it was 27 play drive. It seemed like. You don't have – Trubisky's got himself hurt on the first freaking yeah. drive. And you're trying to make something. Just throw the fucking thing That's away. That's a great point. Like, injuries aren't all – you brought this up about Carson Wentz last week. Injuries aren't always random. Yeah. Like, there's a reason that Tom Brady and Peyton Manning played like they did, as old as they did. You, you, there's a certain way you have to know. It's uh, kind of like a WWE wrestler. Like yeah. they know how to do this night I'm in, night out, and not, and not break their neck. Yeah. As to where Trubisky, like, no, you can't be extending your arm. You got to protect everything. Go just down. throw it away. How many times do you see Peyton Manning back in the day just literally fall down in the cradle position so he can play another play? Yeah. Brady does the same thing. And I think he was, I think injuries aren't always random. That's all I'm saying. He's hearing the outside news, AP poll, ESPN, he's hearing that news. Who gives a shit what they say? You got a fucking defense that's going to score at least one touchdown for you yeah. every week. Yeah. Manage the game. Yeah. You know what? How about Chase Daniel? Long time vet, long time backup, came in and got the job. That's a win. Yeah. yeah. Wins are huge in the NFL. Yeah. So, you know, speaking good of long time backup, long time, um, Bridgewater about fucked that game up. <sighs> Man. Sunday night. I felt bad for the look on his face. It wasn't just that one game he thought he lost. Yeah. He's like, I am fucking getting cut. And they're going to find yeah. some other dude washed up. So, I love Teddy Bridgewater. I know. Like, you know, I, like no I kind of just like I kind of just wanted to be like, like I kind of wish he was my stepson. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I got a son, but like he I was my stepson. He might be your same age. No, he's not. Yeah, he's but he kind of well through his injury. Like he in football years he is, but uh, he did a great job. And he, you know what? He got, got one the play. win. He got the win. So I was watching Drew Brees. Of course, they're showing. I love Drew Brees. Yeah, he. But he and I'm watching you Drew think Brees. Some of that was fake. No. No, I'm watching Drew Brees watch this game, and all I could think of is he looked like a dad. Yeah. The dad who forced their kid to play baseball that the kid never wanted to. And then, like, he's so angry the whole time because the kid's out in the outfield, like, playing with matchboxes. He's like, yeah. why doesn't he want to play? Like, all I could think of is, like, he – but they got the win. Uh, and Dallas. That's it. it. We were giving Dallas credit last week. Boy, I uh, – I grabbed. I had the. I had the life raft ten, from Dallas blown up by halftime. <laughs> ten fucking points. Yeah, you you can't get beat by field goals. Like I don't know. That was my fancy kicker. Yeah, I wait a minute. Hold on. That. Dallas just Dallas just ran the tight end up the seam again. 
incomplete. Yeah. Like Garrett's got to be able to adjust. No adjustments. Zeke Elliott has 35 yards. Like I guess when Jerry said he was uh, saving him for December or whatever, like he they literally meant they meant it. Whew, man, I don't put a know. backup in there and bash him up the middle. Yes, yeah. If I, you're not gonna. You're not going to run your wife just sitting in the backfield. But no adjustments else. is a bad sign. Like, I was really like, – I, I felt embarrassed that I that I was about like, to crown Dallas. Yeah, they were kind of sitting really relaxed, just – Yeah. You know, just taking over games. Yeah. But, oh, well, that's Dallas. That's going to be a bad win by the If you're a Dallas year. fan, you get what you deserve Sunday night. Let's talk Monday night football. Pumped up, all excited. Shh. Okay. Three. Go Only ahead, three. man. What you got? Uh, I know. What I got to talk about something. Go ahead. Fucking Joe Mixon picked up a free safety on a blitz and hit him harder than he did that chick in the Arby's fucking restaurant. Oh, I thought he murdered that dude. This is the best. It would be the best freaking. So you're saying it's a pattern. This is a pattern. It's a pattern. <laughs> it's a pattern, pattern of abuse. Uh, but I, he fucking uh, murdered a dog. I'm screaming. I wake my wife up. I'm like, get in here. You gotta watch this. This is the greatest shit I ever saw. It, lately, this week. Um, other than that, like, so I do got to say, your boy Randolph Maddox. Randolph. Randolph played pretty good Monday night. Randolph and Mortimer. I thought, I thought they had him. He didn't do shit, and he fucking ran the ball like crazy. But, hey. And uh, we were winning the NFL is huge. We're going to talk Yeah, about but he did that against what? I mean, what's Dalton, like, almost 10 years in now? Dalton's terrible. I'm just saying, though. We just saw the play that I fucking hate. Like, you see saying. You see, credit, give credit where no, credit's due. The pressure's coming right at you. Oh, God. Coming off, coming off your, your right side edge. He's, he's rushing hard. You know he's going to go by you. You step up and slide right. Yeah. Because if you watch good football all day yeah. Sunday, you see all the good quarterbacks step up, slide right. He just stands there. I want to – like that, that guy from Simpson. I'm in danger. That's exactly <laughs> like – it just stands there and yeah. takes the shit. Dalton, uh, feel free to do a, a, a cone drill next summer. Next summer. Like, oh, God like something. damn. Like apparently he spends more time uh, getting his hair cut. Than he oh. does uh, on on footwork or dyeing like, that fucking hair. Jesus yeah. Christ, yeah. that ain't natural. True story. His record for jump rope was one. Oh, yeah, yeah, just one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wait, um, real quick. Okay, go ahead. Because we're going to talk D line later. Is that? Oh, go ahead. Um, Cincinnati came out with, with five guys in, in yes D line. Yeah, and they and Pittsburgh run laterally. Yeah, attack the edge. Yep, absolutely. And as soon as they went to at least a four man front, they. They started shoving that oh, yeah. ball up the middle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was it was a – They were baited. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. They did the adjustments. They weren't even close. The coaching staffs weren't close. I know Tomlin no. gets a hard time. Uh, they had they, a great game his plan. Sta- that yeah. was off his coordinator. Game yeah. Plan. Yeah. yeah. What I'm saying, though, but still, like, they if if it goes bad, they take the blame or whatever. But as a staff – I like to say a staff. Like, I like I don't just give a head coach. Like, they, they put a staff together. Yeah. They got to coordinate. That staff did a much better job than off the corner. He managed the new quarterback, yeah. and the quarterback managed, and he had game. him ready. Like that's yeah. impressive. That's that's not easy to do. So or his head could be all over the place. Yeah, it's Monday Night Football. Yeah, but we're not talking quarterbacks. We're talking we're talking we're talking big boys this week. Later on, I can't wait. All right, I think. What do you wait, think? Wait, man? one more thing. Kellen Moore, who plays call calls the plays for Dallas. I is, can't. Is that guy ten years old? Did you see that guy looking at his face? I know. Yeah, I remember him from Boise State. I get okay. I'm glad you brought that up. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up. This this uh, this one of my uh, this one of my uh, pet peeves, so to speak. I am so tired of a new uh, uh, offensive slash. If it's a defense coordinator, he usually looks like uh, Bozo the Clown. 
uh, oh, wearing yeah. like crazy sunglasses and a big beard, and he's always like fat. And they're yeah, like, ah, oh, that guy's mess. crazy. Like, I mean, where's a fanny pack? Guy, huge Jim yeah. Blossom and from drinking. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, he's going to be a new head coach. And then the coordinators are always one of the Ken dolls. You know what I mean? They, they, they look like they unwrap the package and put him on the field beside Barbie. He has, they have one good game. Dallas has Dallas has three wins. Those three teams have a combined one win. But and Kellen Moore is the next big thing. Like, can't give him a job fast enough. I'm like, like their offense isn't like he's he's not creating. He'll openings. be the next head coach at Denver. Yeah, like Dak Prescott gets more credit for that offense. I give him more credit than anybody because you can tell that the dude works his ass off to learn the craft, to get better every week. Like, yeah. I'm not giving the credit His to him. His play a lot better than last year's. Right. But I give all the credit to him. I get tired of these these offensive coordinators come in. And they're like, ah, oh, man, he's an up-and-comer. I'm like, so somebody brought up today, they're like, yeah, third-string quarterbacks have a lot of time to just talk to the coach. Hey, by the way, Brian Leftwich is calling plays for Tampa. Right. Right. Yeah. What's he called? I like that. Throw it, throw it deep to the tall guy. He's a fucking <laughs> genius. Man, I hadn't I thought about know. that. I hadn't but thought about here's that. Here's a guy I used to kind of root for, and I still see him yeah. involved in the game. I'm kind of happy for him. So I think everybody, like, if, like, if, I don't know, I don't want to get into, I can't get into quarterbacks and wide receivers. Brian Hartline is the re- uh, receivers coach he for Ohio State. State. But he actually played. Like, that dude was a starter in the NFL. Yeah. And he is a really good receivers coach. Like, I don't want to get I receivers just another think, week. I think he's garbage. I'm not going down. You I'm, lying <laughs> ass. Uh, I've met Ryan Hartline. You he is an upstanding citizen. I'm just saying they're all upstanding citizens until they're not. Yeah, they're not. We, we can talk about a podcast. Even Ray Lewis did a Disney commercial after he stabbed you guys to death <laughs> in the bar. <laughs> Michael Irvin's had 15 jobs in the NFL. One of the worst people on earth. We're not going – don't give me – we're not going down. Oh, we get to talk about – when we get to low hanging fruit, we get to talk about the worst one of the worst people in the NFL. Oh, I can't wait! And he's one of my new. Oh, okay, we won't talk. You about know it. what? You know what? Come, coming up later, but next, you know what time it is? It's, it's the, the four, four before. before. All right, we're gonna do the four before right now, where I try to stuff Bud with some questions. To make him take a knee around the clock before half. <laughs> I think I've had just enough beer this week. You ready for I'm going to score a touchdown. All I right. got this. I got this. I'll give you an easy one to start. Okay, great. Belichick's getting up her in age. Yep. Both Daniels is on the sidelines and his own son. When he retires, who's getting the call? Who's going to be the head coach? Oh, man, day? by the time he retires? Wow. Uh, it feels like it'll go to straight to Josh McDaniels because the next coach after Belichick is one of the worst jobs you'd ever want to have in the history of the NFL. So why would you would never do that to your son? I wouldn't. That's I mean, I might. If you knew, you know me and my son, I might do that. But so my, I don't think he would do. I don't think he would give it to his son because that's just an impossible. That's literally that's one of the most impossible jobs in the history of the NFL. Like, do you remember that? Did you know that uh, Vince Lombardi's son coached? Yes. Yeah. Well, you did, but nobody else does. Uh, so McDaniel's. My pick is McDaniel's. The answer is McDaniel's. McDaniel's. All right. Number two. You're down by one, one minute left on the clock. You're at home. You have two timeouts. Do you kick the extra point? Do you go for two? If you go for two, what play do you run? And then with one minute left, do you kick an onside kick? Okay. That's a lot. That's a so lot. I'm down by one at home. At right, one at and, home. And I just, I, you I, already I scored. You, you scored. So First choice is extra point. Yeah. I always take the extra point. 
But I do want to say, if I ran the two-point conversion, I spread them out. I go, I go five wide. I bring a guy in motion to block. And then I give myself a I, – I, you know, just like everybody, I roll my court. Classic black 59 razor. Classic, classic, like – Wow, you were loaded for this. Classic court. black 59 wow, razor. Wow, you're coming in hot. You give yourself – got a tight end in the back of the end zone. You, I guess – it's hypothetically, I don't know what kind of quarterback I have. You know what I mean? But I give myself a chance for the quarterback to run. I give myself for the running back to run. I give tight ends in the back of the end zone. I've got guys in motion. Um, but that's my opinion. But that being said, I kick the extra point. Now, with two timeouts, if I'm down one still, is that no, what no, you're no. asking? Okay, let's say you kick the extra point. It's tied up. And you still have a minute left. you got two timeouts. Do you kick an onside kick? Absolutely not. Okay, I, I wouldn't. Either. Absolutely. I. It's the same way I play poker. I, I, or blackjack, whatever. I always give either the dealer a chance to bust or the other players a chance to fold. I, so I guess you'd call me conservative. I always give the other team a chance to make a mistake. We went back to the Clemson game. If I'm North Carolina, I kick the extra point. I give Clemson a chance. They can fumble. Anything stupid can happen. It can bounce off somebody's helmet on the kickoff. Yeah. So that's me. That doesn't mean it's right. That's what, that's what I would do. All right. Number three. It's 8 o'clock. It's Saturday night. Your team's at home, and they're getting blown out. What is the standard of behavior for teams getting destroyed <laughs> by 40 points? I think this is a specific question. <laughs> this is a specific question. I believe that if that's happening, you have no responsibility as a fan at all to even be in the stadium. You should just leave. I've, I – you well, think if you left? don't leave, I also have don't have a problem. Like if you're just in the stands, like macking on a chick or a dude, like whatever. Because you don't, like, you don't have to be. What I say, you don't have to be. You don't have to be involved in the game. What about cheering when you get your first first down in the third quarter and you're down by forty? Okay, may, <laughs> that's the one that gets it's making me a little nauseous right uh, now. Um, one of the one of my biggest hatreds I know, in the world of football is what is cheering for that. To, to to essentially stop the shutout. Like, come on, Billy. Yeah, come, come on, on Billy. Oh, great job, Billy. How about when the receiver finally gets a first down and he's down by 48 and he signals the first down? The first, I, I, I want to I quit. You want to quit? I want to quit. Do I got you on the ropes in the four by four, four yeah. by four? Um, no, I, I, don't, I don't believe in token gesture. Now, there there is a time to where I understand, like, it, at different levels. So if it's high school football, you know, it's a blowout, things are getting bad. And then everybody, you know, we got second, third in, and a sophomore or a senior maybe who never gets to play, catches the ball, no problem with you cheering. No problem with you cheering. Um, let's, let's, let's just hypothetically say if you're in Nebraska, <laughs> yeah, let's get right to the you point. can't cheer a touchdown when you're down 48. <laughs> like just a hy- total hypothetical situation. Illegal, pre- legal yeah. procedure by yeah, the yeah. fans. Yeah, yeah. Like if uh, if you're supposedly have a hostile environment, uh, you, like I'm just I'm just throwing those names out there. It could be anybody. It could I yeah. could have been talking about anybody. So uh, no, you can leave. You can uh, you you can be like just hanging out with your chick. You can be laughing. You can be make fun. Like whatever. Right. You can be beating up a mascot. You can do whatever you want. If your team's <laughs> getting blown out, but you do not have to cheer. Next okay. next question. Next local football. High school, Tri Valley. <laughs> okay, we're not doing so well. Is this the new norm, or is this a down year, and why? Well, I don't necessarily think that it has to be either, because 
I've been a huge fan of the program for you a long you time. You didn't see this one coming, did I've you? been a huge fan of the program for a long time. So my my son played for Tri-Valley several years ago, and they had a uh, a great team, and they yeah, were yeah. following they were following an all-time team. So their their next year, the majority of the class was juniors, the bulk, you know, the bulk of their class was juniors. They lost two games that year. Yeah. Nobody remembers that. And they lost to Licking Valley. Uh, it wasn't Philo, though. It, <laughs> right. I'm sorry for those listeners who do not know what But that about. year, I will tell you that uh, – It was just as painful? Yeah, absolutely. And you're like, okay, what do we do now? They wind up – they wind up running the rest of the table. They wind up going to the playoffs. They uh, blew out a team in the home game. And everybody knows the story. It, Joe Burrow, yes, the Joe Burrow, knocked him out of the playoffs. But – no, it is by no means the end of the road. It's just it's it's one loss. That's what? it. I I believe it's their second loss of the season now. Yeah, but it happens. You know, it's it happens. Like I don't think it means that the kids aren't working hard. I don't think it means they don't no. care. They're not failures. But I every game is its own game. I think you we talk, this, how many times have we talked about this. I think you mailed this question in. No, because any other time you'd be throwing your French fries against the wall or something like that. But but, uh, but I never. I do not think that. It is the uh, any kind of quote unquote downfall. As a matter of fact, since you got me on, I will take a second. Any of the fans who think that just because they lost to an NBL team in the middle of the season thinks that you know it's the end of the world, the mountains crumbling, and all that, I think it's kind of bullshit. Yeah, uh, it actually it, it kind of touches the nerve because I'm like I can remember you know watching those games when my son took you know when his team took over after such a great run and I can remember hearing the whispers like well we knew this quarterback wouldn't be any good or we knew those inner mumbling and it sucks because you know all summer what those kids put in you know how hard they worked you know all the time they put in they're doing everything the other teams do and lo and behold his team they want to be in as good or some would say better than the team that came before him but when it comes in you know early in the season and it's a shocker Everybody wants to, you know, good. flip the button. I get over. a good seat in the stadiums this yeah. next week. But it's, but All no, right. they're they're not they're not done. It's one win. Good job, Philo. You you got the win. You deserve it. You you beat this team. So, I text my son about that afterward. You you're the one that got me down this this world. I did, man. You so I'm, I'm gonna take a time. This is a commercial break. This is a commercial break. This is a commercial break. So I text my son the next they day. They don't have commercial breaks. I text my like son the next day minutes. and I ask him about it. I'm like, I obviously saw how the game went. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it you know, it is what it is, what do you think? And his quote was, well, they didn't beat the team they wanted to beat. And I hadn't thought about it that way. It's like they beat this 2019 team and that's fair and they should deserve it. They don't they don't erase 15 years of excellence. They won a game in 2019 and they deserved it. But they they don't they're not they're not putting a loss on the 2013 team. You know what I mean? Like those kids. I don't think there's kids from five that were thinking about 2013. They should be thinking about 2019. I think they are. That's exactly what I'm saying. I I agree with that. I'm talking about people outside of it. Like, you know, they're writing articles in the newspaper, how great it is or whatever. I'm like, come on. That's low hanging fruit. Man, that one got you. Yeah. Uh, We should should probably go in the locker room, but I'm going to throw one back. I'm ready now. Okay. I think the NFL season – last week was fantastic. There's only about two or three games that weren't worth watching. Our early season college football, 
are really trap games, no reason to watch. You're, wait, you're waiting for Michigan to lose at noon. You were lucky enough to see Clemson almost lose at 3.30. High State was supposed to be a trap game, but they blew out. There was really – So you got, you, got, you got yes and no. So you had two reasons to watch early season college football. It's essentially the same thing as the first, first round of the NCAA tournament. It's bulk. You have, you know, yeah, so you say you got top 25 teams. In general, the first four weeks of the season, they're playing a different 25. They're very seldom, you know, ranked matchups. So essentially, you have 25 games to watch. So just percentage-wise, even if two of them come down to the wire or are close to upsets or whatever, then you're happy about it. So it's just, you're literally, it's literally so just, yes, a, it's just a bulk thing. Yeah, it's mostly that. But then every week you have, similar matchups that you can like, you know, we've had a, you know, we had the LSU Texas game. Uh, we had a Georgia Notre Dame game, but yeah, the season is built on, Hey, we got this one great game. I mean, it's a TV product. Yeah. We know this. You have one great game and then you hope that something else bad, something happens. bad happens. Yeah. And when that doesn't, like we talked about it at noon this past Saturday, it was a rough week. It was yeah. a- it great. So I think it like people like me and you, then enjoy the X's and O's. Uh, it's a little easier for us. But, yeah, like, could I understand if somebody didn't even turn it on at noon or whatever and, like, maybe flip – and you turn on the high state game and it's 35 to nothing and you live in North Dakota, like, you don't give, a, you shit. Don't give a shit. Yeah. So, yeah, I think the product is is based on bulk and it's, it's, it's the controversies, it's the end of the season stuff that gets people watching. So All right, that's the end of the four before, and I will give you a, a field goal. Oh, field goal man. Didn't, a field goal didn't happen. All right, all right. I, well, you know what? That's not bad. That's, that's not bad. I'll take that. All right. I'll get, I got you next week. All right, guys. Uh, we had a great week last week. Good show. And uh, uh, we just want to thank everybody that took the time to listen and uh, give us the feedback. So we couldn't answer everybody's questions and uh, comments this week, but we picked out a few that, you know, we thought would be interesting. So we just like to take a minute and uh, – do some uh, listener feedback. What you got, Max? Well, uh, this one's not even a question. This comes from Tom Tuttle, Tacoma, Washington. And uh, he says, you guys are so insensitive to head injuries. Oh. And football. Uh, Tom, do you, have you heard us talk? We yeah. both suffer from head injuries. and have nothing, <laughs> has nothing to do with football, just from being raised in the yeah. 80s. To be honest with you, I forgot we even did a show last week. Yeah, we already forgot. We, already uh, we shouldn't make fun of them, but. It is what it is. Whether we say we give a shit does not change the fact it happens. Exactly. Exactly. I, I mean, seriously, that's kind of the NFL, right? Well, if we act like we, if we really act like we care, yeah. that kept that 500 pound lineman from murdering a wide receiver. Oh, I got more right. Yeah. So the yeah. next, we're we're not that. We're not the one. We're not the ones doing it. This next email was kind of rough. Is uh, this podcast is the result of third generation inbreeding? That was oh. yeah. You know who that came from? No. My wife. All right. Oh. Thanks, little sis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cold-blooded, man. Yeah. That's cold-blooded. Yeah. But she was a hell of a linebacker. I mean, it is what it is, yeah, man. Yeah. I don't blame you for well, that. Well, we keep it in the same. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> so, uh, I got a couple comments. Like, uh, so, uh, Dylan from Adamsville had, had, a, <laughs> had a problem with my take on Brian Kelly last week. Uh, he took – umbrage of the fact that I thought Brian Kelly I, – I I did say Brian Kelly was a great coach 
that that might have been strong. But I do really think that Brian Kelly's a super football coach. Like he's got to prove it. It's like I don't know what to, I don't know what to tell Dylan. Uh, Brian Kelly's been coaching for 16 years in Division One college football. He's got a over 70 percent winning percentage overall. Like and you don't end up at Notre Dame on accident, right? And he and like you got to give him credit. Like there's. A, a head football coach is more than he's not a he's not a signal caller. You know, he's not an offense coordinator. Like this guy's got to recruit. He's this guy's got to talk kids out of transferring. He's got to, you know, go pick you know the kid up that gets stranded in the middle of nowhere. Uh, some girl, you know, stole his wallet and roofed him and not tell anybody. You know what I mean? Like I'm serious. A lot, of, lot of gray area in college football. There's a lot, and uh, he is a good coach. Um, so if it feels like Dylan, you know, might be the last to recognize that. Like, you know, I don't know. Maybe he's a Michigan fan. Maybe. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like USC, whatever. But I, I don't back down. Brian Kelly's a really good coach. He's always got a good game plan together. You don't – I mean, he went undefeated last year and ran into Clemson. Everybody else lost to Clemson too. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's got a shot at the playoffs again this year. So, no, I, I don't I don't regret those comments. I don't back down from them. And uh Maybe maybe Dylan doesn't have NBC, so he doesn't get to watch it every, well, every week. That's, that's, that's anyhow, Dylan from Ann Arbor. We appreciate feedback. Please email us again. Yeah, Adamsville, Ann Arbor. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah wherever. So then, uh, so here we go. We got we got a I, we got a good one here. I picked Here's this one out. One. This is uh, from Sean and Toboso. So he sent me an interesting article about the college football playoff alternate system. So essentially, what this article says is in, eliminate all the conference championship games add four teams to the playoffs. And um, the thought process is, and, and the data you know, backs it up, the conference championships rarely have an effect on the playoffs as, except for just to be a roadblock. Like, you know, it's just like, is Clemson going to get somebody hurt before they get there? They, uh, Alabama, Alabama and Ohio State both made a playoffs without the conference championship. And – you don't – if there's an upset in the conference championship, like w- would you let Northwestern in the playoff last year? No. So essentially what he's saying is the, the conference championships are more of a roadblock. Eliminate them. You're not adding a game. You let four more teams in the playoff. We only have five years' worth of, of case studies. Sure. I mean, usually when you do a study on something, you go a hell of a lot longer than five years. And my, my thing is be careful what you ask for. Because we're the generation now. Ask we. It's only been five years, and we got four teams in a playoff, and we're already asking for eight. Don't be surprised when there's a next group behind us who are asking for sixteen. Oh, yeah. That's because nothing ever, yeah. re, nothing ever re, goes back. Yeah, because then you got the Alabama versus UCF game that's going to go. Yeah. And you and me, we're in our uh, mid twenties, so <laughs> when we're in our eighties. I guarantee you, there's going to be there's going to be a group of people asking for 32 teams in the playoff before we die. So what I, was, I guarantee you, that. I think my opinion is quickly. We'll go over this sometime later on. Like this is a big subject, but uh, Sean's a Sean's a solid listener. He's solid always, listener. always giving us good feedback. So I guess I would have a combination of the two. I think we need to come up with. I, I don't know how they're going to do. It. I know it's going to go to some giant conference sometime. The Super Conference is coming. We all know the 32 teams here, but eliminate. These these uh, walkthrough games early in the season. There, you've lost a game there, and 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 ensure that the power conferences all play each other in some sort of way. So it's you know it's kind of fair. Like who wouldn't? Is that really fair? Because let's talk money. 
You eliminate well, those games that don't matter, no money. You eliminate conference champion because there's a lot of money for the Big Ten in Indianapolis. Well, so what you're what you're bringing up is why that's they a don't. whole different. It's not having to do. I'm with just talking order. about getting the best team. You the, what you want as a viewer, you think this would be the best way to do it? Yes. You almost never get what you want because there's I, too I much see, money I involved. See, I want to see more early season matchups. Like, like I don't think it's fair that LSU uh, played Texas. And Ohio State doesn't no, you don't. play another problem. Let me tell you why you don't want early season matchups. And I can't believe I'm taking this from Barry Switzer of all people. Oh, dear God. I know. That's the one thing he said it made sense. Is when you Literally one. One thing. He said one thing that made sense. I, I looked up everything. Except for yes to the contract. Yeah. <laughs> he said yes. Jerry Jones said, do you want this? And he's like, yeah, oh, I sure do. One day, because I'm, I'm betting that Sean is a Ohio State fan. And one day, high State's going to be ranked number one, and we're in a weak conference, the Big Ten, which they always put down. Huh. You're not going to have to. Pl- you're not going to want to have to play everyone in the world to get to a championship game. Switzer said this. He goes, "I don't want a tournament. I built this team to be number one. We we win out our regular season. We have played one game for a championship, and it's done. No worried about. Do you really want trap games in a playoff situation? Well." Do you want one place? Do you want to be one place sixteen? You're you're, a good, a, you're asking me, as to me being a giant college football fan and having one team that I love. I'm looking at it like I see, so like I look at it the way I look at the NFL. I just want it to be competitive and good. So I'm looking. So it's just two different perspectives. Well, even as if, a casual fan, that is better. I, that is better for a casual fan like me and you. You know, we may get get a kick out of these walkthrough games. Because there's a lot to watch, but I look at it from just like a, a, a viewer, an audience, as entertainment. Give me the early season, you know, big games, and then give me eight teams in the the playoff. I'm happy. So it, I guess it's too. It's just it's it's your perspective, you know. So I, I you're going to make either your if, if you're asking me, no, I want to play. <laughs> I want to play cupcakes until the championship. Game. Yeah, cupcakes and championship. Game. But I didn't. But, but if you ask for eight. There's, a, there's going to be a group behind you asking for 16, and before yeah, we're dead, there's – Yeah. But I also look back into, like, the 80s and 90s when every year it was like, well, as long as this team that the AP pick number one is undefeated, you can't you can't ever take them. We will. I, we will. We're now in a time where no one can wait. We will see eight – I'm going to say eight-team playoff within the next 10 years, and that's an easy guess. I almost guarantee it's going to be sooner than that. All right. Uh so I'm not putting a date on here. Here's here's one other one other. I'll just throw this out there, like because people say this: should the winner of the conference cha- championships get an automatic bid into the eight, like the Power Five? It, well, I mean, essentially, you're going with a NCAA basketball model. Like you're going, then you're just begging for upsets. Like you know, you might have a six and five. I team. do kind of like that because then you get Pac-12, SEC, Big Ten, yep. ACC, it's an ops, so. Mountain West. It's complicated, and then basically you have you you have like six, and then you have two almost like wild cards in there, right? Well, it'd be perfect. My my concern is there's someone else coming down the road who's fucking screwed up. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, that and it's it's always going to be football. It's always going to be injury. You know what I mean? You well, play you play next like so eliminate. I I'm not for in general as far as as far as his question went based on that article. I would be in, I would be for eliminating conference championships, adding four more teams to the playoffs. 
So that's that's that, that's my answer. I'm completely yes. on the fence because nothing's ever done the way you want it. Nothing's ever done like well, this would be perfect. But you're oh, us, I don't think it's perfect. Well, I'm just saying us. You know, Sean's probably like us. We we're not in charge of shit. Yeah, and some big wig was going to screw it up. It's not going to go yeah. down the way we want. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, you know, the rich white guys will always screw it up. We we know that. We know that. <laughs> I mean, I just Dr. Pepper has more pull in the fucking college football playoffs than we do, and, and I mean that's just the truth. We know that. So you start, but that's my doctor. It's hypothetical. <laughs> All right, that's our emails. Oh, uh, thanks a lot, guys. Once yeah. again, thanks for listening. Remember, you can always get a hold of us at Bud and Max at uh, TuesdayAftermath.com. Uh, we, I mean, we love the questions. It honestly makes our job easier, and we love to know that we're interacting. With we also you. know if we're completely wrong on subject. We both realize we're usually wrong, but we will just oh, yeah, say, yeah. say something anyhow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll never, we'll never back down, and so that's we. And we have thick skin, so we'll take any questions and comments. We really appreciate it. Thank you. All right, we know you've heard the same dumb topics all weekend by the same empty suits, and uh, we'll, you know, we'll give you what you want. Here's a few more of them. Well, what what do you got this week in the low hanging fruit? Well, thir- Thursday night was a really good game. I thought it was entertaining. Oh yeah, someone yeah. had their agreed. We liked it. Philly versus Green Bay and Joe Bucks. There was a face mask on a play by Philly, and like, well, that's a senseless. There was no need for that face mask. <laughs> like, like he like one and two Philly meant to give Green Bay an extra first down. <laughs> like he was coached up. Like oh. When, what is it? Okay, that's a senseless face mask. What is a face mask that makes sense? Yeah. Well, except for the guy about to score, you know, whatever. But they still uh, put it to one. Like, that's a senseless penalty. Yeah. What isn't a senseless yeah. penalty? In that, in that point two seconds, you know, in the scrum that he that he had time to yeah. think about that. He's like, you know what? I got an idea. You yeah. grab this guy's face mask. The play's Fuck over. That 15 yards. Yeah. The play's over and, and the ref's staying right in front of you and yeah. you just – you. You just punch him in the face. Yeah. That's senseless. Yeah. But in the middle, he the guy's running by you. You reach out and you, you don't even know what you're grabbing. Yeah. Well, if you're not going to give me a list of appropriate penalties, yeah. then you can't say it's a senseless one. Yeah. Well, I have a list of appropriate penalties we'll get to later in this segment, oh, which no. I fucking love. But what's the next what's the next low-hanging fruit? We so the, the something that stood out to me this weekend, you know, we're watching these, we're watching these guys talk. So I'm watching a pregame to the college football. Yeah. I don't like to, but like, you know, I'm part of it, whatever. So a guy gets up, an analyst, and starts discussing how a team not can win the game, can beat the spread. So he's discussing how a team can get beat by less than, I think it was 17. Doesn't even matter what the point is. I'm like, I like to, I like the sports bet and I like to watch sports. But an analyst has, like, that's one of the dumbest things I've ever seen is him telling me how, like, well, here's how they can keep it close. Yeah. What, what is he? Is he, is he trying to adopt, adopt a, a position of being, the, like, the sports book guy? I, I, I don't know. I don't know what his game plan was. Like, is I, it a way to, to draw viewers and listeners? I, I guess. But I'm just like. If you're an analyst. Yeah. Like, you're don't, then you're not an analyst anymore. No. Yeah, that exactly. That's what I. You're thought. Jimmy the Greek. No, well, no, you're just a dude at the bar. Yeah, you're just a dude at the bar that's got fifty on the game. I could, yeah, I could Google that from Vegas. Yeah. Be like, oh, here's how they can, here's how they can get beat by less, 
So anyway, that, that really drove me nuts this weekend. Like just, you know, know your lane. Know your, yeah, stay yeah. in your lane. Stay in your stay lane. Stay in your lane, bro. Stay in your lane. Yeah. So the other one, they kept talking about Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the other I've one? heard that gonna, name a lot. Is that the other one we're going to talk about? Are we gonna, oh, no. We're, yeah, let's go ahead and just I, – I messed up. Let's go ahead and go over it. AFC South, Jacksonville. Everyone in that division is two and two. Oh, well, that's the AFC South for you. But no one gives a shit about Jalen Ramsey, not yeah. even Jaguars. Like, no. the entire division's up for grabs. Yeah. If you're not on the field. He's not the reason why they won two games, and he's not the reason why they lost two games. Right. Like, I hate it when they talk about people who are not on, not the, on the field. Not on the field. Yeah, that's it. It's, Just move on. That's one of our things on this show. Like, that's what I agree. Like, Jalen Ramsey, like, honestly, I've watched the guy play. Hey, you're a great player. You know what? You're not playing. You don't matter. Let's move on. Guess what? He played as many games last week as I did. So yeah, I mean that's 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 how I feel about it. So that's 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 not our thing, but but you know that's Jalen Ramsey. Let's move on to the next topic. Next, all right. <laughs> this is my favorite topic of the weekend. I, Va- I already uh, know, and he's not even told me. I swear, people, I swear. I, he has not told me, and I know exactly I, what he's gonna say. This motherfucker, Vontez Burfitt, has <laughs> <laughs> been suspended for the entire year for another. Shot on the defensive player, head-to-head contact. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know, he's, he did it again. I'm laughing <laughs> off. But fucking uh, NFL channel went ahead and threw up his rap sheet. Yeah. And that's where I realized. On-field or off-field? On-field shit. Just on-field, right? Just on-field Yeah, stuff. it's insane. I love this guy. <laughs> of course you do. I because, it. okay, the NFL says th- there's no place for some football. This is also, you go to NFL.com and buy uh, Ray Ninchke and uh, – Oh, Dick Buckus. oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, NFL's where it is today because mm. you you build it on the pain and the violence of the game, and now you're saying there's no point in it. Mm. But I, you hate that. You hate that. that no, I, no, I like you just blindsided me with it, but I have zero argument. You're so right. right. It was built on violence. Yeah, it was built on violence. Yeah, at one point, the Cleveland Browns in the 1950s was called the, the Browns Bombers, named after it was kind of like a pickup nickname because if all the guys come back from World War II. And they were so fucking violent. Yeah. Like, they would beat the shit out of no. each other. Side note, that's a great topic we're going to talk about sometime, is the evolution of football after World War II because of that. I'm tabling it right now because that could be a whole day. But I'm glad you brought it up there. But no, I uh, have no... Wow, I hadn't looked at that side of it. Like, honestly, I didn't have a huge opinion on this. I knew, I knew you'd love this subject I because that. I was like, uh, you remind me <laughs> of a young Montez Perfect. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I would not invite him to my house to give him my address or want to meet him but, in person. But a part of me thinks he might literally be trying to kill somebody on a football oh. field. Okay, so I I pulled this off right off the TV. Let me. I'm going to give you guys the rap sheet, and I'm going to go through this fast. All right? <laughs> Starting in 2013, the very first thing, striking the pl- a player in the groin. <laughs> striking means... Yeah, he, I, I mean, don't know. No, I mean, you punch him in the groin. What part of the – could yeah. have been a kick? He punched the dude in the dick. Could have headbutted the guy. I was, yeah. That was 10 grand, 2013. At best, he punched somebody in the dick. He punched someone in the dick. 2013 spearing, 21 grand. Spearing, you don't hear that much anymore. Yeah. yeah. Which which for dude, anybody who – me. For anybody who forgets what that was, that means that means a guy was laying on the ground wow. more than likely – and you came in like, like a, a dolphin. Yeah. You came in like, and I mean a dolphin with like no hands and just just helmet first, like a heat-seeking missile. Yeah. All right. All right. And then 2013, 
hit on the Wait a minute. You're still in 2013? Still in 2013. This is great. Okay, the, the spearing was 21 grand. And then also in 2013, hit on defensive player was 21 grand. I, I but just, those could be either or. Ah, you know what I mean? I'm just saying, like, I don't hold it. That was when the rules first started coming in. Like, a brother might have just been playing the game he way he He's just playing hard. Yeah. That's what I told my wife. He, he might just he yeah. plays the game hard. I remember some of them back then being a little like, eh. I'm going to tell you what. If I'm staying in the kitchen and my wife's trying to bake something and I'm in the way, I'm getting <laughs> – she's buckling my <laughs> knees. <laughs> oh, yeah, you ain't lying. I'm getting but, out of there. Yeah. yeah. So that was – we should just have a whole show sometime. We'll talk about like the Chuck Cecils, the Ronnie Lots yeah. of the world. Ronnie Lots? Oh, oh yeah. Just just Jack, Tat- Jack Tatum. Oh my can't, god. Can't use his hands to sign autograph because he broke his knuckles, punching people in the face. Oh, oh so, no, so, so more perfect highlights. Oh yeah. I, I 2014, listening. ankle twist. I mean, some striking someone in the groin, ankle twist. It sounds like a Man, you gotta be looking for that. Everybody does that. Like you gotta oh. be. No, it might have been a bad call. <laughs> that might have been a bad call. I'm just saying, this sounds like a WWE wrestler, like his yeah. favorite move, like the villain. Keep you know? in mind, the guy twisting the ankle weighs 250 pounds. Yeah, he could twist shit off. Yeah. Yeah. So and that was 25 grand. 2015, three separate unsportsmanlike incidents. Separate. $70,000. Nice, nice. I love this. He's guy. consistent. I like his consistency. Uh, yeah, he, like, he don't miss a year in here, you know. <laughs> 2016, hit on defensive player. It's something like, ah, that's kind of, it's kind of like, you know what? I've done that before. Hey, that's a judgment call. That's yeah, a judgment that's call. a judgment call. Hey, defend yourself. Yeah. I would tell you. I was like, ah, oh, I've done it before. I can come up with new tricks. Like, you know, he's, he's got a show at <laughs> Vegas. And, uh, well, that one was 50,000. Uh, 2016, multiple violations of player safety rules suspended for three games. You know what? That's probably, probably not. He probably didn't have his shoes tied. Wrong face mask. Yeah. Just something Mouthpiece out. His visor. I bet it was a visor scenario. Uh, I bet he tried. Not, not even holding that against him. Okay. This is the best one. From 2016. It just says, it just says, leg, leg stomp. That's all it says. <laughs> leg stomp. Just. That was um, $75,000. It's hard to defend that one. <laughs> no, it is very leg yeah. stomp. That, that's a move. At this point, they, can't even, they, they don't even know how to describe what he did. Oh, but wait, we're not going to talk about San Francisco 49ers leg whipping through the 80s. But no, it's, it's neither here nor there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah exactly. it's, it's, a, it's, a different, it's a different game now. 2016 also flipped middle finger to crowd for $12,000. Oh, come on. That shouldn't even count. Yeah, after everything else he did. Like, yeah. seriously. His finger might be broke. It might be a split. Yeah, we don't know. know. We don't know. That's circumstantial. Circumstantial. 2017. As of now, like. This is when he gets pissed. He's borderline dirty. Because he actually has a description of the shit he did. He's probably looking at this and like, yeah, this is really good. In 2017, unsportsmanlike conduct, $12,000. What? Like, come on. If I'm going to do something, like. Describe. Shouldn't the Dolphins, every Dolphin on the field, be fine for unsportsmanlike conduct this for year? For not playing good football? Uh, anyway, this is either subject. 2017, he, he tries to go again. Hit on defensive player, suspended for three games. 2018, violation of NFL PED policy, suspended for four games. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. They were looking for him. You look think? At, look at some of them you guys. You think he was targeted? You think he's the only one? No, no. Look at these fuckers are hey, monsters. If they, if, as far as I know, they're all clean. They really Just do. ask him. That's what pisses me off. They get really undescriptive with the penalties. Unnecessary roughness, 2018. Um, who can who can say it wasn't necessary? They find him $112,000, and you'd think you'd have a really good subscription. Feels like a witch hunt. <laughs> feels, like you're, feels like a witch hunt. Yeah. Feels is. like they're just after your they're boy. Just, they're just after my man. Yeah. Uh, 2018, 
Lowering helmet during tackle, $53,000. You know what? It could have just been a bad day. You know what I mean? Like, back's hurting a little bit. Yeah, like, seriously. It's a bad angle. Bad angle. Yeah. Uh, almost. He was almost, like, I almost feel bad for him. 2019. Maybe he had the wrong helmet. Just, just head hanging a little bit low. Like, anything could have happened. He, depressed. Depression. You know what? Yeah. It was just... Yeah, you might. You know what? What's that? Spinal sclerosis. Hey, you know I, I know I didn't say that right. But. No, that, you said it perfectly. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> I, bet, I bet he was on his phone. I just, I, I bet he was, just, down, he was checking okay. Facebook. The guy ran into him. Yeah. Okay. Man. And then I don't like this persecution. 2019 violation of unnecessary roughness, not including the game suspensions and the checks he's missing. Just the numbers I gave you is close to half a million dollars. Nice. Nice. So. So, in th- now what we're told is the NFL donates all this uh, penalty money. So if you ask Does me, he get to write it off. He's a generous man. Generous man. He's just doing his part. It's you know it's no different than when I run a five k. Like I already donated the money. I don't even have to run the race. Yeah. But I donate the money so I can run the race. So, so think- he's going ahead and playing the games. He was going to donate that five hundred grand anyway. You saying so? As soon as the they they uh, shoot the gun to start the five k. You just turn around and just throat punch someone right beside you. It goes to charity. Yeah, that would be different. But would it really be different? See, it, it's exactly the money. No, that's exactly the exactly same. Exactly thing. The I was same. thinking that. That's but I, here's what I'll say: like I'll try, I'll try to just bring it back to a serious note, like not a serious note, but like a legit note, real quick. The only problem I have with that is, I mean, the hit was, you know, he shouldn't have done it, but. What I don't like about it is when he knows when you're a member of a team and you know that you have everybody in the NFL watching you and you know you're you're every time that every hit you make, uh, that hit was avoidable. That was not a bang bang play. We all saw it. So to me, if you're a member of a team and your defense is like, okay, you know, you're a linebacker out there, whatever, we're set up this way, and it, it is a little selfish. You know what I mean? Like, as much as we joke about it, I don't think that's cool to do to your teammates. Because the NFL doesn't have, like – he doesn't have five guys behind him that can fill the role. Like, now there's a void there. And for something – now, some of these plays, like, these guys do get screwed. You know what I mean? Like, they had no intention on him. That one, he he knows that play. Like, he's played long enough. He didn't have to do it the way he did it. Yeah, yeah, he's – He's a violent human being, which I really right. appreciate. And he, I took no, he that, that's it, fine. He screwed his, he screwed his team. But I don't think, I think just saying like it's just not cool. You know what I mean? Like you're, if you're counted on to be a member of the team, uh, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's a, it's still a game. Yeah, play the rules, but play the game by the yeah. rules. But I think you need to be on the field. Yeah, like I don't. I don't but they wouldn't waste that money on you. Yeah, if you weren't worth being on the field. Yeah. Because I'm telling you right now, if like if your quarterback decides to start throwing it to the other team, well, you wouldn't like that at all. You'd be fucking. Pissed. Yeah, like Vontez Burf would be the first one to be like, or your offense. He'd be like, he'd be like, what? You know what I mean? Like if the quarterback was just like, what? You know yeah. what I mean? Like Burfick would murder him and laughing, go running off the field like yeah. he did. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, he he uh, I do have a problem though. They ran a slant. You run a slant like. They don't find the offensive coordinator for running the most dangerous pass pattern in NFL. It's rules. They don't, they don't find the quarterback for throwing it and leading his receiver into danger. Yep. And if you look no, at – No, the, the responsibility is all on the defensive All player. defensive. It's all on the defensive player, and I don't like it. But you got to know. 
I'm just, yeah, I'm he, just well, saying. He's, he's just a violent man. He knew yeah. what he was doing. Yeah, that, that's and, my point. Like, the intent looked obvious. I don't give a shit like, about I'll the Raiders. I'll defend these guys. Yeah. But that I don't was, give a shit about the Raiders, and I don't give a shit about the Colts. Right. I do hope that guy don't end up dead that he hit. But I still enjoy No, I'm telling violence. you, man. Uh, I, I lost his name now because it's been such a big night. Uh, uh, anyway, the, the cat from the Rams ran in that touchdown. And the uh, offensive lineman came over right at the right at the goal line and hit him in the side of the helmet. I I honestly thought that guy might die. There was a at least 150 pound weight difference, oh, yeah. and he hit him dead in the temple. Like I I honestly for like two seconds was like, whoop, here he goes. Here's the well, first one. I'm gonna tell you. Here's the first one. We mentioned earlier. I thought Joe Mix killed that dude from from uh, Cleveland from uh, yeah. Pittsburgh. Yeah. You, you got to rewind that hit. Like, if anyone gets a chance, look it up on YouTube. Joe Mixon picking up the blitz yeah. from the safety is a beautiful thing. And that wasn't a, a defenseless player. Yeah. But that being said, let's move on. It, yeah. We're not doing it. So, we're not doing it. All right, man. Uh, that was the low hanging fruit. Um, I, th- I think we covered the obvious topics. Uh, I, 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 always, I always have a good time with that segment. So, all right, coming back with the Coaches Clinic, and it's going to be a good one this week. We're talking big boys up for All right, guys, this is the nuts and bolts of the show. This is when Max teaches us something about the big guys up front, the defensive linemen in the Coaches Clinic. Let's go, Max. Well, out of respect, when we talk about offensive and defensive linemen, at the line of scrimmage, we, we consider them just mindless beasts that roam around there and have no idea. So I want to give a little insight to some of the techniques they use and some of the stuff I looked up. So I looked up this coaching clinic by Coach Orgeron from LSU, and he did some really basic defensive lineman techniques and skills. And he's talking about a 3-3 defense, where that means you have three defensive linemen down and three linebackers. And he's also talking about a defense that has a single gap responsibility. That means each defensive player in the box – has a single gap that is his primary assignment. And when you say box, just so everybody knows, what's the box? Basically, the tackles to the linebackers for the defense. Okay, gotcha. All right. Just it's actually five yards outside the tackle, and it's about to the linebacker linebacker depth. So it's more of a, it's like a rectangle. Just imagine a rectangle, Giant rectangle of, of, yeah. of the big guys up front. Okay. So they got a primary gap and a secondary gap that they work towards, and. Uh, so the first thing you'll notice about defensive linemen, they put their fingertips on the butt of the ball. I'll explain that after the after the snap. They want as close as the ball as possible, and that's pretty obvious because, for one thing, you don't want to give up an inch to the offense. Two, they also want their shoulders parallel to line of scrimmage. Uh, Coach Ogeron doesn't really care about if they have an offhand on the ground or on their knee or on their, on their hip. He just makes sure their shoulders are parallel. He's not giving any kind of – a Angle where the offensive lineman can just take that and exploit it and block you out of the play. Now, um, we're going to talk primarily about the defensive tackle. Okay. And he lines up his inside eye over the outside eye on the play side guard. Uh, it's in a 3-3. They get pretty precise about where they want their lineman, but we're going to say the guard tackle gap because I don't have a diagram. This isn't a video. Okay, so we'll just move forward. So you're talking, uh, you're talking about the uh, B gap. Yes. Okay, it was it'd be called a B gap. The or technique would three, be three technique, like a three technique. Yeah. Which, I mean, if you just if you guys just imagine, you know, looking over top at it, uh, you know, beside beside the center, you got the one. 
you know, then you got your guard, then the next is a three, uh, something like that. I mean, yeah. most people listen to know. If not, um, you know, you, you get the point. We'll go, we'll go through, we'll go through techniques and gaps uh, another time. But. All right. So one thing Coach Orgeron, he emphasizes is you should not take a step once the ball is snapped. You explode. You're the, the defensive lineman, every, actually every player on the field is a modified athletic position. Once you take a step in anything, you lose the powers in your hips. They're already coiled to uncoil. Have you ever seen someone deadlift or clean and take a step while they do that? They don't. It's about kinetic energy. Yes. Kinetic energy. So what you're going to see is these defensive linemen take their hands straight from the ground right to the offensive player. He's going to punch because he's over top the guard pretty much. His inside hand is going to punch the offensive guard right in the chest, and his outside hand is going to punch him right in the shoulder pad. The interesting thing about that is – after you lock up like that, that inside hand, it's on the chest of the guard. Mm-hmm. You're going to slide up and go for the neck of the offensive I, guard. I could tell by your grin something bad was going to happen. Something bad is about to happen. So, Folks, this is why I wanted no part of the, yeah. the interior line. So you, you imagine like uh, LSU's defensive tackle probably benches close to 500 pounds. Sure. That's not that's just guessing, right? Yeah. Then whoever they play this next Saturday – that guard knows he's getting punched in the neck at least 20 times Oof. by a guy who benches 500 pounds. That's tough work. Now, why you do that is because where the head goes, the body fo- go- body goes. So if you get the head moving up, the body uprights, he, he loses his strength to drive the offensive lineman. He, you know, he loses his balance or the defensive lineman. What he also wants to do is he wants to get those thumbs up and elbows locked out. One thing I see between – a lot of different positions on the defensive field is they talk about vision. You have good vision. A linebacker has a good vision, a corner, a safety, good vision what's going on. But when he says vision, he, he wants you looking but not peeking. If you try to look over your offensive lineman, you get too upright, you lose your leverage, and you're blocked out of play. If you try to look around the shoulder, you lose your leverage, you're blocked out of a play. So you want to look but not peek. Thumbs up, elbows locked. Now, by chance, if they – by the way, their shores need to be maintained parallel. They might be getting a double team. They, they might get a, a base block, a down block, which is something we'll get into. And this so they have an option, a direction. Well, they, they have an option to go. At, well, what they're – one thing what they're to do, mainly defensive alignment, is just to eat up blockers. Okay. And if you get turned, you're not eating up a block, you're getting blocked off a play. You're you're supposed to eat up a gap. And then that 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 offensive lineman is going to wind up on one of your – compromising one of your linebackers. Especially even in a 3-3, you only got three down linemen, but every single interior lineman on the offense at least has one shoulder covered. Yes. So no one gets a free release to a linebacker. If you get turned, it makes it too easy to get – you're getting solo blocked and the other – Offensive lineman gets upfield and gets on a linebacker or a safety fill in the gap, which you don't want to do. Uh, typically, by the way, this is just very base. Depending on what team you're facing or what defensive front you're running, this will all, if you're running a stunt, this will all change. But typically, when a defensive lineman gets in the backfield, they only want him to go one yard depth and find the ball. You don't want your defensive lineman running himself out of a play, especially with today's running backs. Yeah. You well, know. with the lateral running, too. like Lateral running. Yeah. Well, they cover that. If the running back shoulders are still parallel to the line of scrimmage, you need to keep your shoulders parallel, too, because that means it's probably going to be within a tackle's run, and you need to shuffle down line of scrimmage. And you're not exactly trying to beat him to the hole. You're actually trying to chase it down from behind 
take away any cutback. Yeah. There's so many cutbacks. Oh, force him in. You got 10 other guys that can tell. Well, and yeah. not 10 other guys, and, but you get my point. And you got somebody else that needs a tackling. Yeah. And it just take away, take away an option. Take away an option. Yeah. Because honestly, the defense is reading all their keys and everyone's going through that hole. The way they study plays now, the defense within the initial snap of the ball, they're reading your keys right. They're going to the play. That's what we're talking about. Like everything you've told us that they're going to do so far, like we're only into the backfield. And we have the amount of time that's went by is how long? Tens of seconds. Yeah. If you can get into the the backfield. And they've done everything that you've said they're going to do right here. But they're dumb. But they're dumb. Yeah. Yeah. But if the running back turns his shoulders towards the line of scrimmage, that usually means that the running back's going to attack the edge. And at that point, they want the defensive tackle to go ahead and turn his shoulders with the running back. And again, chase the play down from behind. It's kind of like setting the edge. After the snap, resetting the edge. You're just basically taking away the cutback as he's pursuing to yes. the line of scrimmage. What you don't want to do, that, that, and that's why you keep that yard, because if you go deeper than that, then he's behind you. Like, it's too he's, late. Yeah. Yeah, you're not, you're, not, you're not cutting off any angles. Right. Yeah. So the only few times uh, defensive lineman will um, not be parallel, as short as parallel line of scrimmage is, they realize it's a pass, and they're usually interior linemen are dipping and ripping instead of, instead of swimming. Unless you're like an anomaly, you're an extremely good guy. They let them guys do whatever they want. Yeah. But if you go high and you don't beat that guy and you get caught in the junk, you're going to get blocked out. Yeah, there's there. a certain amount of in, uh, interior defensive linemen that are pass rushers and multi-skilled, but the, the vast majority are doing their job, filling gaps. Filling gaps, yeah. eating up blockers. Yeah. And you yeah. see a lot of those, like when you see, you know, when you see that pile and it just looks like a, a scrum a and you see that one giant arm out there grabbing a guy, like that's them. You know, that's the dudes like, uh, you know, then you've had some freaks over the years like Warren Sapp. Like I, not, not too many people did yeah, you, you it. Yeah, you can't. Not too many people did it better. Yeah. The anomalies don't count as far as – And they'll change their defenses based on that. Aaron Donald right now. Yeah. They'll change your defense based on that guy. But like you said – Well, you can put Aaron Donald anywhere you want. Essentially. And they let him do any technique he wants. Right. So here's a few things at home you can watch. Is uh, no step at the snap of the ball. You want to see this guy take his hands right from the ground to, and strike the blocker over him before he ever takes a step and not, and not lose power. And that can hands. upset a play right there. Like if you're a quarterback and you see your guard get you know knocked back a Mangled. foot – Immediately, like it's that's if that's one more thing that you got to think about on that play, that might be the difference. Then, you know, would you agree what these guys do a lot is free up these freaks on the outside? Oh, yeah, to you know, the air, you know, the the max of the world, you know, the Von Millers, like they've, they've, yeah, great. They've, they've got an interior defensive lineman that wreaked havoc in the middle. To let them run free to the quarterback, and even if it makes that quarterback think, if it takes up a you know a block, you know whatever, like those guys are doing work. Yeah, they're constantly. Yeah, there's no stat for that. We know that, but they're. I mean, they're they're in a fist fight, regardless of the yeah. score of the game. Every single there's no there's no plays off for interior oh, yeah. linemen, offense and defense. Um, also, at the snap of the ball, you want to see these your defensive line get their arms straight and your elbows locked out. They got to be able to read. They can't get. 
let the offensive lineman in front of him where they can hold and, they and get, twist yeah, them. I, say, I, know, I figured you'd bring that up. That's what that's what the offensive lineman's goal is. Don't, they want to get up and tight, yeah. grab the, in, the inside of your jersey. Which it's legal. And, I don't blame him. No, no, no. I'm saying, but I'm saying that's that's the wash right there. That's the fist fight you're talking about. Yeah. Like, you know, that's why if you got if you really look at defensive linemen, they're I mean, it sounds crude to say, but it's the truth. Like they really want guys with long arms. Yeah. Like just for that reason, like you know, keep the guy, keep those offensive linemen as far away. And offensive linemen sometimes go with short arms because you know that center's up there with you know twenty-four inch biceps and twenty-four inch arms. <laughs> you know, and he's got you. You know what I mean? He's like, got you in yeah, tight. yeah, yeah. He's a grizzly bear. So the hand fighting at the line, and, and that's every play. Like it's it's like sumo wrestling, same. And you get five of those. You get three of those at least every play. Yeah. Um, Watch for – also what you can watch at home is shortest parallel to the line of scrimmage. That's huge. See if they're not getting turned, not getting yeah. on a run play, and also dipping and ripping on pass plays. You can see sometimes a nose. He, he's still back at the line of scrimmage, and he, he's allowed to throw up a, a bullshit swim technique to get around. But um, most of the time you see interior linemen try to rip to get through. And we're not talking about the Aaron Donalds. No. And there's a difference between college and pro, too. Like, we're talking about traditional interior linemen to where the quarterback still drops back. In college, it gets a little different because you'll see teams, because they, they have a quarterback that runs a 4-3, you know, they've got four defensive ends on the field. Or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we're talking about, like, tr- real, like – real Two good teams going to each other with two good yes, offensive defensive ex- lines. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Not well, Sometimes know. we see some guys try to do some elaborate shit to line of scrimmage on the defense. It's just covering the fact that they have a bad defensive line. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, they, and if you have a good defensive line, you can do – like it opens up you everything. You keep it so basic. If you can free up your linebackers, which is essentially what defensive lines are doing now because of these offenses. You know, it used to be like you had a running back, you know, coming up, you know, coming up the B gap, you know, 20 times a game. And now that's kind of – you know, it's kind of changed a little yeah. bit with these spread options. So this defensive lineman is clogging a hole, you know, trying to – Make the quarterback uncomfortable, force the play outside, and then so you've got linebackers back there who are running four threes, like the the aren't being touched by offensive line. They got to go make the tackle. They got to run the guy down. So it's a it's a coordination between the two. Yeah, the defensive line takes a does a lot of the grunt work. It's no different. Like I think it's exactly what you said. It's like the offensive line. Like there's no stat. You know what I mean? The running back gets the yards. Yeah. But the offensive line obviously created. Same with the defensive line. Like, they don't get all the sacks. Like Khalil Max out there running free. And I guarantee if you look, whoever was next that, to him on that play is is that whole Chicago front is oh no, it's it's that's probably that's a that's the, the whole the, but, but whole it's as a front. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're an anomaly. Yeah. And then then if you can get a linebacker behind you that can tackle, that's when you've got something, you know. So it's a it's a coordination, but all right, here's some – okay, that's what you could watch at home, some basic things you can see. Uh, see if you're D lineman that you like or doing their job. Now, here are three I thought was cool coaching tips from Coach Ogeron. One is um, never do a defensive drill with a snap count. No, no, never have your defensive linemen or linebackers go on set hut. Interesting. You ever see that football attached to a golf club? That's what they go by. That's what the defensive line. There's no. They won't make it. They would play extremely loud music or not make a noise. And, yeah. he, and there's some assistant just yeah. moving that ball back. And that's when they snap. They don't want him ever getting used to a snap count. Right. 
Always go by movement of the ball. Lessons, especially with the hand clap now, which is huge oh, and spread, you know, yeah. mostly in college. But this was, this was interesting to me is uh, when it comes to college in spring ball, you have about 30 minutes in spring ball of individual time. And this is a time when you're with your defensive line. You, you have 30 minutes to work all the drills that you like working with a defensive line. But come regular season, let's say it's week two, and you're you're facing a certain team, and you've the defensive line coaches has me with defensive coordinator said, hey, we're worried about this. We need we need to make sure our players are able to do this technique during that week. He will only do the drills that apply to making that skill stronger for that com- coming week. So it's kind of like in the spring, you went to you got your tax return, you went to Home Depot. <laughs> And you, you got all these new new gadgets for your tool belt, right? Right? <laughs> okay. So, but then it's time to fix the gutter in the fall. You don't need your monkey wrenches, right? So you don't work that drill. You just yeah. get up there. And, and yeah. So, like, they, <laughs> they do a hell of a lot of individual drills. They do all the drills they can in the spring ball. And then for any particular week, they only work certain drills that, that they need for that yeah. week. Yeah. You, yeah. you got to try to make it a reactionary to where these guys can't think, you know, can't. Yeah, you're just it's, it, you're working on stuff that needs to be subconscious Man. reaction to a play. Okay, so here's another one. Both pro and college. So you have your all team meeting in film, and you're taking notes during that. That be might be a little over hour long, and then you just go to your defensive side of the ball. Right. Again, you're watching film and taking notes from probably over an hour long, and then you go to your individual meeting, which would be close to an hour. So before, even at the college level. These guys haven't put a pad on, and they've had three hours yeah, of meetings. Yeah, three hours of studying. And- it's amazing. So if you're a defensive tackle and you're getting blocked a certain way by a certain team in this week, you know exactly, without even seeing where the ball's going, what hole that's hitting. Yeah. That's how much you study your play. And you can tell. A uh, couple examples I can think of as far as defensive line, like change and everything. I think, to me, the number one example, as far as it stood out to people when they first were like, what's up here? When the Patriots lost to the Giants in 07, I think that was one of the first times where everybody's like, the defensive line won the game. Like, no doubt about it. And it was because of coaching, being prepared, exactly what you're talking about, specific details. Like, that's just an example I can think of as, like, one of the most in history. And you're studying down and distance. Oh, yeah. Game situation. Man. These guys, you know exactly if they're getting double teamed, yeah. that means the ball's going here. And at the same time, block. a 300 pounder just punched them in the mouth. And a 300 pounder just like punched literally them. punched yeah. them in the mouth, probably. So, yeah. this whole idea that these are just dumb ogres running the line of scrimmage is no, it's complete, complete fallacy. No, they're, they're one of the, they're, I, I, as of right now, if you had to, if I had to pick a unit that was determining the NFL, I would say it was defensive line. If you look at the teams, whether it's the Bears, whoever, yeah. if you, to me, the defensive line is the most important unit. And of course, second's always offensive line. I don't, I don't care. Yeah, games says. don't want to loss in the trenches. I, I mean, it's, it's. I hate to say it um, because you know, obviously, I wanted nothing to do with the trenches, but it's, it's, it's the truth, man. All right, man. Is that is that what you got? That's what I got. Hope was, I uh, no, didn't bore great. you guys. No, no, that was great. You know what? There's, we got something for everybody on this show. I. I I thought that was great. I, I learned a lot today. Thanks, man. All right, it's time for Victory Formation. I want to thank everyone for listening. Email us any questions or call us out on our bullshit at <laughs> buddandmax at tuesdayaftermath.com. That's B-U-D 
A-N-D-M-A-X, at TuesdayAftermath.com. So, uh, Victory Formation, we will co- cover the upcoming college games we got going on. Uh, Bud, you want to start? You want me to start? Well, uh, no, I'll kick it off. Uh, looks like Friday night again, which I'm kind of these Friday nights kind of games are kind of growing on me. Uh, UCF versus Cincinnati. Uh, I got here. That's uh, it's a it's a really good matchup of non-power five schools. Both these teams are pretty good. Uh, you know, UCF, you know, had dreams of the playoffs or whatever. But for a Friday night game, it's going to be competitive and it's going to be well played. And I think that both these teams are as good as Cal and Arizona State that we watched last Friday. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. So it, it's it's a, until what I'm yeah, but I think it'd be yeah they're competitive with each other. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. It's mm-hmm. gonna be it should be a, it should be a good game. Uh, Saturday at noon. So at noon, the first one I got circled, Iowa and Michigan. Yeah, uh, it's a it should whether it's a you know what this one of those games like it doesn't even matter whether it's good or not. The winner of this game puts themselves in a really good situation, and the loser is really just playing out the season. Yeah, and I know totally. they go Week to bowl six. game, blah blah yeah. whatever. But it's it's the truth. Like these are essentially the same team. You know, they're obviously not the number one team in their conference. Maybe not even number. I think they're kind of basically deciding who is going to be number number three or two in their conference and have a chance. So. It, it, it means a lot. The outcome really means a lot in this game. I, I don't really care how the game goes. The outcome means more than what happens on the field. Also, uh, Penn State, Purdue. Penn State still ranked 12th. All you're really looking for there is if Penn State can knock off Purdue. Yeah. It's Purdue's version of a trap it's game. It's technically a trap game. We know we, yeah. you know we say it a lot, but that's it's, that's college football. So, I know. And, you know, we you know, Purdue can do it. Penn State is a – a uh, very curious team to me. They seem to be a little smaller than most of the good teams, but they are quick. So Franklin has built – he's built his team. So I'm very curious to see how Penn State handles the rest of the year. Um, I watched them the other day, and uh, they're, they're, they're just a, they're, they're a little different. But he's got something going there. It, it's, I'm, okay, I'll put it this way. I'm very curious to see how this game goes. <laughs> I'd say. I'm very curious. You got into that one. Yeah. All right, 3.30, uh, shit gets hot. Uh, 7, Auburn versus 10, Florida. Oh, that's – That might be the best – What do we need to say? Yeah. That's the best matchup. Of, it should have been an 8 o'clock game. And it's an elimination game. The team that loses is screwed. That's just, just the bottom line. And the team what, that loses this game is not going to the playoffs. And by the way, after this week, the, the college uh, committee votes – this win right in front of their face could mean a lot of shit. They could oh, yeah. be catapulted up. Oh, yeah. The winner's in great shape. Uh, it's, and it's one of those games that me and you call the win-win. Like, we just get to watch it. Oh, yeah. We don't, yeah be, the winner doesn't, doesn't change our lives either way. We can enjoy it. It's just a great game. And I, I kind of like this Florida quarterback, too. I, I like this uh, freshman kid. But that's, that's, a, that's a great game. That's, that's fun. All right. West Virginia is not ranked, but they play 11 Texas. And West Virginia is like oh, – they can be competitive. This, oh, yeah. This might be a good game. And we're not the only ones that think that. Like, I don't like to get into the Vegas stuff, but it, when they have a line, I think the last time I saw it was 11, means they they got their eye on something. Like, they that, that somebody has saw something. Wait a minute. Are you doing with that dude you complained no, about earlier? I am saying that somebody has saw something. So, if they think it's only 11, then that means a fumble here or there. 
It's a game. It could be so. Uh, but more. But if I was a Texas fan, I'd be like, you guys are idiots. We're going to blow them out of the water. Yeah. I like watching. You know I like watching that freaking no oh, Why wouldn't you? You, lo- you love your boy, don't you? He's a freaking he's beast. Yeah. He Elling. has no business playing at the next level, but I like watching right now. Yeah, Ellinger, he's, he's, a, he's All- a good dude, man. At 3.30 also, uh, High State ranked number four versus 25 Michigan State. High State 7.30 that night. Oh, That's I'm night sorry. Game. I don't know why I read that round. Oh, yeah, it's the night game again. Because, oh, you really? know, we get two in a row. Alabama had a week off. We get two in a row. That's they the don't. At least that, they're two ranked teams. I guess. I don't know why Michigan State's ranked. I, I well, we'll find out this weekend. Oh, they'll get they'll give us fits. Their defense is ready. They're gonna come. They're gonna they're gonna blitz fields. Hey, uh, that's a wait a minute. They've got they've got the the uh, the darling of college football right now. They got a big white middle linebacker that tackles everybody. That everybody's falling in love. with. Everybody loves that guy. So, um, but for anyone out of conference, this is a big rivalry game. It's, sure, and it's fun for us to watch and. Oh no, I don't think it's a walkthrough like last week. Uh, you know, I think if anything, Michigan State has a this they've always got a great defensive plan, but you know, I, I there, there's no reason to pick against OSU, but um Yeah. It's not it's not last week. All right, eight o'clock we got Cal versus Oregon. Oregon is no longer ranked after their loss this past weekend. So uh oh, this should be a good game. Hopefully it's a clean game. It's a well coached game, but uh well, this is one of those. That's, I don't know how good the Pac-12 is in general. Like, I'm not a conference guy, but, like, I keep watching these games. Like, the Pac-10 seems to be playing good football, and I enjoy watching the games, but then I'm like, they just don't look like they could beat in it. But, but I mean, I saw Oregon go toe-to-toe with Auburn, so I guess I'm probably just wrong. Uh, I just can't figure out the Pac-12, but I'm enjoying watching them, so I'm, I'm in. I, I, I doubt they make their way yeah. into the playoffs in the top ten. Yeah, it's okay. At Ten o'clock. It's Boise versus UNLV. <laughs> Do not watch this game. Fuck Boise and their blue field. Never watch <laughs> Boise ever play. Yeah, I game. thought that's natural grass, right? I I hate that natural so grass, bad. There's another team out there, the Red Field. That's that's my bucket list to be arrested for violating the Boise <laughs> State's field. Don't watch that game. Go to bed. Oh, All right, okay. that's good advice. All right, let's move on to pro real quick. Yes. So uh, this Thursday night coming up is Rams versus Seahawks. It's going to be good. It's going to be a competitive game. I don't know if you have a dog in a fight. I my my gut feeling. I've been bashing golf and the Rams. My what I'm I'm going to just say it's not even my gut feeling. I'm Seahawks say, are home. I'm going to say the Seahawks are going to take over that division this week. Like I really I think that if if I'm golf and I struggle with Tampa Bay's defense. I want no part of Seattle's defense. And then you got Russell Wilson on the other side that is not going to throw stupid pick sixes and, and keep you in the game. I just don't see how the Rams don't bounce back from an embarrassing loss. I don't think it's a bounce back. I, I think it's – I'm not saying they're going to win. I'm just saying it's going to be a competitive game. Uh, I think it's a manpower thing. I, I think the, the Rams got some issues. I think it, it happens, man. It's – you know, people figure you out. They get enough tape. We'll see. This, you know what? If golf wins this game, then I'll come back next week and apologize. And Okay. They'll be number one again. Sunday, 1 o'clock, Bengals versus Cardinals. Both teams are winless. Someone's got to win. 
This is Jeff's boy. I'm picking it. Kyler Murray. I'm picking it. Kyler Murray's first win in the NFL. Kyler Murray's first win in the NFL. Picking it. I might I might even go down. I might just drive down and watch it. You were not driving down and watch it. I might just drive down and watch it. You will watch that too. I might just drive down and watch it. All right. Let's move on. We'll, we'll, oh, I would carry. We don't have time Kyle to carry out in a backpack. <laughs> <laughs> That's child trafficking. <laughs> That'd be child trafficking. Oh man! Uh, Titans versus Bills. Bills had a great game versus fucking Titans, man. I don't fucking like him. I don't fucking like him. But they just somehow they just beat the shit out of Falcons. Didn't Titans Bills just play? <laughs> Believe it or not, they didn't. No, I know. It just. I I know. I I kind of want to get rid of him too because we lost him first game of the season. My team, so. But somehow they destroy the Falcons. Bills comes off a, yeah. um, a close loss. I, I don't know. It might be a great game. It's No, no, no. We've had this argument for years. It might be a close game. Yeah. That doesn't mean it's a great game. Well, that Bills-Patriots right. game last week was a shit fest. What now? It was like watching like two fat guys at a bar fight. Like, oh, this is a good fight. It, that could be but good. then they just got tired. No, and that's not what down, took no, a break. No, that's not what I'm happened. I'm just saying. I'm just I, saying. This is going to be 13-10 Titans. And everybody's going to talk about how good the Bills are. I, I, I'm not buying it. Don't watch Steeler Ravens. It might just be disappointing. It's more, it's better chance for it to be disappointing than good. So don't watch that. Okay, Raiders and Bears are playing in London. Do not you love this. Your, you love this game, right? Do not fucking watch this because. If you're an NFL fan and you've bought a jersey and you've bought tickets to a game and you're always watching games, you're like that cable subscriber who's been subscribed for years and your rates just go up and up. And then the new guy, which would be London in the neighborhood, gets these fucking huge discounts. So do not DVR that game. By the way, the Raiders, what's the time difference? It's going to be 7 a.m. in the morning. No, they play at 1. If they don't play at 1. They play at 1 London time. I guess the other way. Are you sure? Yeah. They're going to play a game like over there like at 6 p.m.? Yeah. Fuck it. Don't watch it. Just don't watch it. <laughs> like regardless. Fuck that. There's making a There's propaganda. Making time. There's propaganda. The game's at 3 a.m. Do not fucking watch it. Do not DVR it. Oh, well, I love your passion. Uh, Giants, Vikings. Eh, I don't really give a shit about either team right now. Yeah, it means nothing. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I could care less. You can ask me next week. I won't know who won that game. Don't watch this one at 1 o'clock. Patriots versus Redskins. Redskins do not have a quarterback. Oof. Bad game. Oof. Uh, Jaguars versus Panthers. That's a divisional game. They're the same team. That's not a divisional It's the same team. <laughs> different conference. Oh, I'm sorry. Different conference. Yeah, my bad. But it's the same. <laughs> it's the same. They're the same team. Yeah, it's the same fucking team. They're yeah. the same team. But it's going to be ugly. Uh I don't know. That might it'd be it'd be a close score. Like you said, it's close score, not a good game. Saints Buccaneers. I'm looking to see oh. Buc- the Buccaneers come back to reality. They're playing in the dome. That is interesting. At New Orleans. New Orleans. No, it's not. There's no fucking weather with yeah, 55 points. That is. That's an interesting game. I still it's Teddy Bridgewater by a field goal. That's an interesting. <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater by a field goal again. Teddy Bridgewater. This is calling Teddy field goal. 20 right? for 30, 18 yards. 20 for 30, 18 and, yards. And 17 field goals. Yes. And I love him. Uh, Texans, Falcons. Falcons seem to be a dumpster fire right now. It's yeah, at Texans Stadium. No, it's uh, Texas. That's not even. Yeah, don't even watch that one. Broncos, Chargers. They play again. Again. They're playing. At 4 o'clock. Broncos, Chargers are playing. Here's a good one. Cowboys, Packers. Oh, that is. That is. That's nice. That's 4 o'clock game. Yeah. Because – so here's here's that game. 
Winner, great shape. Loser, ooh, ah, shit. Yeah, because they're both on the. That's a that's a that's a nice game. You got two good teams. You got two good quarterbacks. Um, you got new versus old. I mean, obviously, you know, Rogers versus Prescott. Um, well, that's a nice matchup. What I would say was, if I got to pick, Dallas's <sighs> offensive line's been playing really good, and we just talked about how Green Bay got exposed by a good offensive line. So I'm going to go Dallas easy. I, well, Dallas I want, easy. I want Packers to win. I'm, you didn't ask me that. Doesn't mean I yeah. think they'll win. Yeah. Dallas easy. I don't know. Uh, Sunday night is Colts Chiefs. Only game on. So, I'm not really picking it. I'm just saying it's on. Yeah. Can't take credit for it if and you watch no, it. I will watch Mahomes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Most entertaining guy. I'll watch Mahomes play croquet. Like, I'm in. Like, I'll be watching. I'll be re-watching. Like, I'm in. And then Monday night, Browns at 49ers. What? They got a Monday night game again? They got a Monday night game. No, the last one was a Sunday night game. They had a Monday night game, too. We were here. They've had both. They had a Monday and a Sunday. Oh, yeah, I was spazzing out over it. It's ridiculous. I was pissed. Yeah. So, like, I will tell you as a casual observer, like – Don't believe the hype. Really? Well, 49ers are 3-0 coming off a bye week. I'd say they're – they're just as good as each other. I think that's a, yeah. the same team. I don't know the same team, but I'm not saying Browns are better. But regardless, since – so on the Browns side of it, since Ravens-Pittsburgh play, Browns lose, Yeah, they're, they're tied or down. Like You know what I mean? Like they have to win or they're back to where they were two weeks ago. Uh, 49ers, there would still be the 49ers. They're in the Rams and the Seahawks division. So good. Man. Have fun, 49ers. Have fun, 49ers. Yeah. Uh, well, good luck with that. We'll come back with the um, review the, of the victory formation next week. Oh, yeah. And see how wrong we can possibly be. I'll save my picks. The main thing is we're committed. All right. Remember, email us at budandmax. No, I'm sorry. Budandmax at tuesdayaftermath.com. And we will answer your emails. We might even, you know, straight read them right off during our podcast. Oh, absolutely. Listen, listen to us anywhere you can. Give us a follow, any, anything we can get. Yes. We, we, we appreciate it, everyone. Have a good week.